this is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by myself, Socraton, along with Beal and Ask Lad. And joining us today, uh, someone we've been really excited to have on for a while, is uh, Cow and Magical Cow. Welcome in. Hello. Beal, Ask Lad, how are we doing, guys? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, this is, this episode right here is one year of the extra sheep so um it has been a full year since we started the podcast this is our year anniversary first birthday of the the show um and on that in in recognition of that i wanted to do kind of a a state of the union address real quick um which is a play on your words i am playing on the you union um just want to share some fun little stats this won't take more than just a minute or two but just some cool things to show kind of how far we've come in a year um, as of right just now, fast forward, guys. Yeah, just fast forward if you don't want to hear the numbers. But as of right now, um, of me looking at it, we have had fifteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-one downloads um, of all that's counting Whoa. all episodes. Um, that is quite immense, uh, I would say. Most episodes are dealing are, are averaging around six hundred or so views. Pretty pretty good. I actually did the math, and I think it ends up counting out to being about. Uh, 600 to 700 different uh, people. If you count all the, the episodes and everyone listening, we have about 600 some odd listeners. So that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's all I really had on that. I just wanted to just kind of acknowledge the fact that we have been on for a year. Me, Beal, yeah. and uh, the late Sir Neville's, oh, he's not dead, but <laughs> Sir Neville's, uh, <laughs> the late Sir Neville's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, we've been talking about him on the podcast like he's like he's away. gone he's, been he's my, doing good he's healthy he's totally fine he's okay uh, he's actually he hops in my chat when i'm streaming quite a bit like he comes in and says hello all the time and then everyone in chat's like it's sir neville's he's alive like what's wrong um he's just taking a hiatus uh we don't know when he'll be he's, back he's playing other games it's like yeah why? yeah he's playing other games right now uh he has <laughs> other girlfriends i guess is what that means you know he's got other loves in, in, in life. plural I mean, I think if I look on my Discord right now, I think it says he's playing Suicide Squad. He's one of the 12 people actually playing Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. So. (laughs) Shout out to the other 11. (laughs) Shout out to the other 11 people who are. Isn't that game like getting horrible reviews? Like I've heard nothing good about that game, but so now he's playing power to him. Power to him. Uh, But yeah, a year, man. I can't believe we've been going doing this for a full year now. That's insane. Yeah, I. I honestly, I'm happy that uh, we've been able to keep this going for a year. I know when we started, I was the one who had the most like hesitation of like, are people actually going to want to listen to a couple of like platinum level players discuss the game uh, for a couple hours at a time every few weeks? And uh, apparently, yes, uh, there are quite a few people who do want to hear that. So I'm happy we're able to, you know, find a community here. Uh, have have listeners that want to tune in every every episode and listen to what we have to say yeah it's pretty awesome and the fun thing is is like more people are still finding the show i have gotten i think i mentioned last episode i've had so many people come in and say hey i'm like going through and listening to all the old episodes and catching up uh and i that 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 blows my mind because there's like 48 plus hours of content now like days worth of us just talking about this game uh and yet here we are yeah, if you want to hear our takes on season four changes, yeah, <laughs> go back and listen to uh, those first couple episodes. I should go back and listen to like one of those episodes where like season four hit and 
talk about, see what we, we were saying about some of those things. I mean, Sir Neville's was dead set that we were, the game was going to have a big revival back then. And, and that, that came true. I wonder how our other predictions handled. Um, well, in, as we mentioned in the beginning, we have a, we've got cow with us here today and uh, we're quite excited about this. Um, I don't know if I'm the most qualified to read this introduction of cow. I don't know if uh, someone else wants to introduce him more thoroughly because I feel like I would do it injustice. But uh, Beal, ask that to one of you guys. There we go. Yeah. You were just going to do cow impressions now? Just cow impressions. Just going to moo. Yeah, the just, time. I was, go, I was moaning that the whole day. <laughs> really? And I don't, don't want to do impressions because as, as with Caleb said himself there, uh, well, we've got beef, so. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh man! <laughs> man we just lost a hundred viewers at least. You're welcome, <laughs> man. Socrates, I've been hearing cow puns and cow jokes for so many years now. <laughs> I just, can just get used to it. You just get used to it. I, I guess, I I guess it I stopped hearing you once. Yeah, I, st- I think I stopped hearing you once uh, a couple of years ago. At this point, yeah, I, I feel like there's uh, probably only so many uh, in the well of cow puns that you could you could get and then at that point they're just all spent yeah it, it, like the, the the cow jokes is on the same level as the food the cow eats right you just like spit them out put them back in spit them out put them back in like four times yeah yep. and then it finally say, comes out i gotta say i really love your more times uh... oh yeah we're gonna keep doing jokes three or four more times yeah 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 um i do gotta say though cow um <laughs> i really love your profile on discord your little like icon of the cow with the hair i love that gift that's really funny to me. um that that's that's quintessential cow um i guess i'll just read this uh yeah. if i miss anything well, here for the introduction i, I wrote the you want, you want introduction here you I, can, do I can do it Definitely. um i did see after i wrote it cow is just filling in like all of the different tournaments that i missed because he's been involved with so many uh but yeah we're here we're here with Anne magical cow uh he's an esports producer who's worked with egc and rising empires Women's Cup, a lot of other productions in AoE4. Uh, he's one of the AoE4 Reddit mods, as well as a mod. You've probably seen him. If you've watched any popular streamer, you've likely seen Anne Magical Cow in the chat. Um, he's developed overlays that are used by Rising Empires, Women's Cup, Energy Slapfest, Killer Pigeon, Crackety, Beastie Lash, the Korean and Taiwan community. Um, and he also created the picture-in-picture picture feature uh, that debuted in the Chiefs of War Chief Tournament in December. And when he's not doing all that, he's also been a caster for both EGC and Rising Empires. And I'm sure you've done a million more things uh, that I just haven't been able to list here. But welcome in. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I gotta um, say, uh, sorry, sorry, not to jump right in. I, I just gotta say that picture in picture is that like explain that to me because I think I saw that and I think I noticed it. I want to make sure I know what that actually is. That's when you've got like you're watching the game, right? And then you have like another part of the match is happening and that pops up and you can see that concurrently. Yeah. That was such a very cool feature and I noticed it. I'm a video guy myself. Um, I, I I work in video graphic design and I saw that and I was like, oh, that is really really cool. Like that was one of the biggest. Uh, upgrades I had seen in any kind of production or casting of Age of Empires like ever. That was super cool. Big fan of that. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you a lot. We wanted to do that so badly but outside of Cow, nobody has a second machine to run AOE on. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of the downsides. It's, you gotta have two PCs running AV4 at the same time, and you also gotta have two separate accounts because family sharing doesn't work when you have the game running concurrently. Mm-hmm. So that is fascinating. Wow, there, I, I, I like. Oh man, I, I want to like geek out and just get into the nitty gritty of how that all works and the production design because I'm a big, I'm a big production guy. I mean, I, I have a podcast for crying out loud, so I like, I love editing. I love getting into the details of that. That's, I, I could go for hours on that. But uh, let's start with you, Cal. Let's start with you first. Um, first of all, like, what's your history with video games as a whole, and what got you into RTS and Age of Empires four? So, um, where did it all start? Uh, so many many years ago, um, I like bringing this up as a fun fact uh, at times. Uh, where it all probably started was probably RuneScape. Uh, back in the very 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 early days of that game uh, i made my account in about 2005 so my runescape account is pretty damn old and i'm born in 2000 so for the people who can do math uh oh my gosh i, I was i was not very old when i got that account <laughs> wow and uh yeah for for reference i'm not a native english right so trying to understand anything that was saying on the screen right then at that point was uh pretty impossible but for for the people who actually played old school runescape or in that case old uh, just runescape uh anybody played tutorial island a couple of times <laughs> oh yeah uh, I yeah that. i i also i played runescape briefly way way back in the day before because old school runescape to me looks like the new runescape i remember when yeah yeah he and the graphics were just absolute trash uh I, yeah. i'm always offended because i love those graphics it's, it's so <laughs> they've got but, some charm to them but they're debatable but, but yeah so that's usually what i did right because back back then like in 2005 you didn't even need an email to to make an account so what i pretty much just ended up doing because it was the only thing I figured out how to do was that I repeatedly just made accounts and then just played through tutorial island so many times. Um, Fantastic. I'm imagining that just like, yeah, cooking that lobster, uh, berry bones. Finally, finally doing the uh, bronze making. And then, uh, (laughs) then yeah, I kind of just spiraled out of control from there. That's awesome. So what got you into AOE4? So I've I've always been a very competitive player. Um, I've been high ranked in Counter-Strike, in League of Legends, in Rainbow Six. Um, so I always like had a fun time in competitive games. And as Asklad probably knows, uh, I like spamming my keyboard. It's it's quite pleasant. Clickety clack. It's fine. <laughs> so, so yeah. One of the, one of the things I actually like doing is clicking the keyboard quite heavily. Um, and you know, CS:GO uh, at that time, League of Legends, all that kind of stuff doesn't really actually have that much APM that you actually can do. And so, I've I played a lot of AOE two when I was younger, and. I kind of wanted to get into an RTS, like I played StarCraft a little bit as well. But mm-hmm. the, the main issue for me when, when getting into StarCraft was that the game was already vastly figured out, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when AOE 4 was announced, I was like, it's time to learn RTS properly, baby. <laughs> yeah, get in on the ground floor. I mean, yeah. that's why I 
I chose AOE four over two myself because it hadn't been figured out yet. It was you could play against new players, and with I know Brood War, the only people still on ladder have been playing the game for like twenty five years. Yeah, and yeah, again, right with Stormgate as well because I had pretty early access to that. Uh, very fortunate uh, for that. So, you know, figuring out the game, just seeing the meta involve, uh, just seeing all the theory crafting and all the kind of stuff. It, it's really, really fun to to just join in on that, all the shenanigans that you would have missed out on if you had joined an older RTS title. Yeah. So, so would you yeah. say then that AOE Four is kind of your first? Not that it's your first RTS ever, but like your first like. RTS you really sunk your teeth into? For sure. Yeah. Um I did like I did play AoE 2 at a couple uh-huh. of lands. Uh well, I shouldn't say lands as in, you know, big lands and stuff like that. It was more just like the church land that was happening yeah, in my yeah. town. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um I actually got a, li- a little bit of a funny story there. So um I was actually not old enough one of the first couple of times I was there. Because uh, my my older brothers and my mm-hmm. parents were really involved in that kind of stuff. So um, uh, when I was there, uh, just like before they were starting, or just as they were starting, um, I was I saw they were setting up an AOE two lobby, and I was like, "Oh, can I join?" And me being like eleven or twelve at the time, I, they probably didn't think much of it and just uh-huh. probably thought I would just join in and just play some for fun or something. And then uh, they were going to play three v three. So they ended up putting me on one team. So it was 4v3. And um, yeah, I kind of took over that game and just carried everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's that's so, so cool. Yeah. That's that's so sweet. I, I mean, I, I got to be honest, like, I played uh, a little bit of two and I really sunk my teeth. I, OK, sunk my teeth is a really wrong phrase for this, but I really played. I played the campaign very thoroughly for Age of Empires oh, yeah. 3. That was the campaign I really played. AOE 2, I like dabbled in but then three was the one that came out like oh when did three come out like 2004 i want to say 2005 2005 that sounds right it was around that i remember being around that time because i would have been a young kid i mean i'm only a couple years older than you cow um because i was born like what 97 so just a couple years older so i i kind of feel like like our generation like we kind of missed those days of like the big land parties i remember my dad doing a big land party uh with all his marine buddies in uh at home for Diablo 2. My dad would get like four but different computers set up. He was into computer repair back in the day. Uh, and he, he was an instructor for the Marine Corps to do that. And he'd get, get all his guys together and he, they'd have land parties playing Diablo 2 where my dad would play the big paladin and he, they'd have like a barbarian. And they'd have like, the, they'd play these big land things. I remember hopping in some of those every now and then just to kind of dally, but didn't get to play a lot of RTS till later. That's really cool that you got to play RTS like at the land party like that. That's, that's, I feel like I missed out on that. Like I'm just a little too young. I just wasn't the right spot for it. That's that's super duper mm. cool. Yeah, I, I I really miss those. Like, um, you know, with just production as well, right? I've started finally like getting a couple of jobs now at a couple of LAN events, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like, it's just on a so much different level, right? Because back in the day, when again like 2010, 2012, around those times, right? It was just like, yeah, you have a couple of computers, and then you just have a network switch, and it's like, yep you're you're good to go right um i remember actually like i want to say 2009 they were so proud they were finally able to host the lan in our church with an internet connection Mm. and it was like such a big thing and it's now it's like the um 
one of the LAN events I did last year, I think we had like 3,500 attendees or something like that. It was just like, yeah, that's that's pretty small now because we downscaled after COVID. And it's just like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane because I remember like growing up because I was in high school and college, like still people were playing AOE 2 as LANs. And I, I remember just like the... Go to your buddy's house. We got like eight people here, all with their computers. We got a cracked copy of AOE 2 passing it around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That compared to, yeah, like a 3,500. And that considered being a low turnout LAN event. I mean, that's wild. And it's also really crazy, right? Because you got to remember when you go back to those LAN events that we had back in the day. That was the only way you could properly get some multiplayer going, right? Because uh -huh. you know we didn't have matchmaking, you didn't have, you didn't have Discord, right? If you if you tried to organize something, you would go on a forum, you would have like clan wars or something, for example, which was probably the only way of being like properly competitive, especially in like the Counter Strike Source era, for example, right? Um, and yeah, that was the only way you could really, really play together with friends. Oh, yeah. I remember IRC channels back in the day Oof. trying to organize Oof. things for like <laughs> CS like 1.4. For, for, for the younger listeners, IRC is a way of communicating with people. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, I feel like we should need to like specify what IRC yeah. is. IRC, just imagine Discord, but without any features. <laughs> Discord, yeah. but it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a chat room and that's it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's really fascinating how much uh, we've all gone online because, uh, I mean, there's there's upsides and downsides. I think like those land parties, like like I have a nostalgia like for I mean, I never I, I feel like I was a little young for it. Like and I wasn't super I wasn't a super online kid till way later, um, just by nature of the way my household kind of worked. But like, I feel like those landlines is like those land games kind of things like of getting your buddies together, or even just playing like split screen video games on a console. It uh, oh, yeah. feels like a dying art because everything is moving online, which has its benefits. I mean, benefits being like now I can hop on and play with Beal, who's all the way on the other side of the country of me. Like literally thousands, Beal is like thousands of miles away from me. Uh, three hours difference, but we can hop on and there's a, there's a time we can hop on and play, which is kind of neat. Like, that's, that, that would never have happened beforehand. But at the same time, it just kind of sucks too that like that, that personal like, getting together and playing games. Like it, it's interesting to see how that's changed for both good and for Maybe not so good in some ways, but, <laughs> but it's definitely yeah, a lot I'm easier. Just, it's definitely a lot easier. My mind just went to a little bit of a different place. I'm trying to think like, what's the, what was the last biggest game to have split screen? Yeah, I can't. I couldn't even tell you anymore. Like it will probably Mario just Kart. like Mario Party, yeah. Mario Kart, something like that. Yeah. And those games are like designed. I mean, that's one of those funny things with Nintendo okay, in let's particular. Say outside of console. Yeah, I say outside of console, I I couldn't. I, I was going to name you one. I say consoles are about the only one. I know Sandless Two had split screen, but <laughs> wait, it does. It does. What? Yeah, Sandless Two <laughs> multiplayer split screen. That's wild. Like because I remember, amazing. like it was the greatest, best thing ever as a child. But you do did need a second mouse and keyboard. <laughs> that just sounds so. Wait, wait so how did that work? Wait, two mice on one PC. Yeah, how would you even? Did you put up? Like a piece of cardboard so that you couldn't screen sheet? <laughs> I'm perfectly honest. I was like eight at the time, so I have no recollection of how that worked. That's, that's, that's getting to the point where it's so long ago now. Like I, yeah. 
I mean, oh. nowadays, especially like even with even with major consoles, like even with like PlayStation, Xbox, uh, even the most of those games on those don't have split screen. I mean, some do, but most games are single player or multiplayer online based. Uh, Nintendo is kind of the oddball out where I feel like they kind of have this problem where they have terrible online features. Uh, like, like, if you ever try to play like Mario Kart or a Super Ultimate, like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate online, uh, the latency of that is terrible, 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 and feels really bad. Those are oh, yeah. from the few. I think the Nintendo Switch is probably the one console that is meant to be like a party, get friends over and play. That's like the only one I can oh, think of. Um, nothing yeah. else is like that anymore. Yeah, but but like that's that's like a product, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's they're, they're gearing for that, and it's filling that niche. Yeah. And I'm glad that it does. For sure. I mean, I mean, just I mean, we talked a little bit before the show, right? I was at a skiing trip, and you know, one of the main source of entertainment when we weren't skiing was a Nintendo Switch, and we were playing eight-player Smash. Oh, that's which... so much fun! <laughs> chaos, man. Do you, do you, I mean, it, it, it's chaos, but you tell me you didn't have items on, right? Oh God! No. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I was like that. <laughs> even a four, like one v one v one, like with uh, with items, is just too chaotic. Dude, I, I mean, I that's a game I miss playing a lot. I had a, I've got a. One of my brothers-in-law, he's, he's a bit bit younger than I am. Not American Jeremy, although I'd, I'd love playing with him too. Uh, we used to, he used to have a be really into Super Smash, and it was always good, and always whooping up on me. Uh, but man, that I've got fond memories of that game. Um, so so Cal, uh, where did your passion for like stream production start, and what was kind of the event that made you decide to be an esports producer? So. <clears throat> trying to think here so so one of the first stream productions i ever did was how many years ago is that now i actually don't know i want to say like five or six years so the the story is basically that i was playing on the second team or academy team of league of legends team Mm -hmm. and what was happening was that the we had our games being streamed by the organization's uh, stream, like uh, they hired some casters and some stuff like that. And I was just sitting there and then just watching it. And I was like, this production is just awful and I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I stopped playing League, like that was the last team I was on, uh, I was like, okay, I'll just do casting instead. And yeah from going from like 10 viewers now i have been or being a solo caster for 10 viewers watching and just streaming cs and league of legends i've done a couple of things since there's a couple things just a few (laughs) yeah just not a couple things (laughs) like everything on the back end in the aoe4 community um yeah yeah that i think here and there (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that, that's that almost mirrors kind of like how we started this podcast in a way, right? Like, like I, I was at work and like I was trying to find a podcast to do, and I just had that AOE four itch. You know how it just kind of creeps in your mind, where you just can't stop thinking oh, yeah. about age. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, I need something to like. I want to. Li- I don't want to pull up YouTube and watch something. I want to listen. I want to listen so I don't like get in trouble at work. You know. And I couldn't find anything, and I was absolutely perplexed that no one had done it. And so I was like, well, let's fill the void. So I mean, seeing production quality not being where you like it, and wanting to fill that void with something better, I, I feel that. I feel that in my bones. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing about that particular, like, stream that made me go, like, I can do better, uh, one of the casters, shout out to Middlecott, um, I'm pretty good friends with him now, 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, but you're also welcome. I think. <laughs> I think. I think okay. the world is a better place for it, Cal. I think we're very happy that uh, for your contributions to the AWE four community by far. Um. So, uh, what was your history with the league production then? Or I guess what was how has that influenced? I guess the way that you now produce AWE four events. Like, so what are some takeaways you kind of had with that that you try to implement? Um, yeah, so I mean, I've had my feet in a couple of just just different events, right? I've done uh, League of Legends, I've done Counter Strike, I've done Valorant, I've done AOE Four, I've done Rocket League. I did one Fortnite tournament, and I've done one Overwatch tournament, uh, and then I've, you know, I've been inside one of the uh, a Stormgate tournaments here now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had my feet in a couple of things. Um, and it's definitely things you can just like pull from each different esports basically on like how you can do productions and uh, how you can like take whatever you learn right for example and so i have a lot of strong opinions when when it comes to for example the esports esports perspective things um which is a whole different rant on basically like for example how uh dota for example does things with handling how community the community and observers and the production crew can interact with the game versus how like aw4 for example is literally like you have customer mode and that's about it mm-hmm. um but yeah like as we talked about earlier in the episode like we have uh you have the for example the picture in picture stuff which was a thing that was really missing for me in uh aw4 right because yeah. We, we are an RTS, right? It's mm-hmm. an RTS, and there is a really important skill that often gets missed, I feel like, especially on costs, which is the multitasking ability of the players. Uh-huh. And so one of the things that I wanted to like do with it picture in picture was like... <laughs> Why did he why did he tap out when he was winning the military fight, for example? And it was like, oh yeah, because there's five knights in his back of his base just killing his entire eco. So his eco numbers went from a hundred to thirty. Uh, that's unrealistic, but you know, just as an over-accentuated sample. So there there's been things from different esports, for example. Uh, I mean, it's it's been mostly League of Legends, but uh the split screen as well, for example. Um the uh, the um it was the lcs so it was the north american league of legends championship they had like this really cool thing where they did like a triple uh, split screen so they showed like each lane uh for those who haven't played league of legends there's like three lanes where you play and then there's one jungler as well and you were able to see like what was happening in each of the lanes and you were able to understand how like the early game was going and all that kind of stuff so that was also another thing i wanted to like pull into age of empires 4 was that um the scouting pattern right because the game starts at minute zero like it starts yeah. then if you have a bad scouting pattern if you get out scouted for example you're playing against a barisive where they just like grab your entire sheep uh sheep pack and it's like yep i got back home two two sheep I'm glad with my haul, and it's like, yep, my opponent got 15, and they were very safe. Great. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of those. That's another thing I pulled into AOE before, which was like understanding the early game and showcasing scouting patterns, especially. That that oh, that's so fascinating. I'm I'm like I'm very intrigued by this. Um, and that, that I gotta say that picture in picture, I can't understate how 
wowed I was because this was re- this is really recent too. I mean, this is just just a little bit ago that, that I've seen that this has premiered and has been a new thing. Um, and I I remember, I remember watching the War Chief Club and just being like my jaw just about hit the floor and I was just like this is it is such a good quality of life as the viewer to see that. Mm. Um, you kind of mentioned too that like with the current uh, UI available for casting and for the, they have the caster mode, which is nice. I'm glad they implemented an actual caster mode uh, for the game, but you, you, I can kind of hear in your voice. It's, it's definitely lacking some stuff. I think you would like to see uh, one of my gripes, for instance, is I wish we could see the bounty. Like we have olive oil for Byzantines. Why can't we mm. see the bounty for like Roos um, on that casting UI? What are some things? This is kind of off script a little bit, but like, what are some things you'd like to see added Can't to that? Is your points? Uh, I mean, I'm I've already problems. solved a couple of those issues already. Really? Um, yes. So, um, I'm for example, fascinated. <laughs> so yeah, one of the also things that is happening with the picture-in-picture stuff was since you already have a second client, like you already have a second instance of the game running that's not in caster mode. Um, one of the things I added was was like, oh yeah, of course, why can't I just do this? It's actually like bringing the second screen onto the main screen and being like showing, for example, uh, the Vizier and Jean XP, for example. Mm. Uh, Bounty, Vizier points, IOs, for example, is a big one as well, which... Um, some people are like, I remember specifically some like Chinese games, for example, there was like, why is this person like five villagers ahead when it's like, he has, he's not even song. And it's like, yeah, because he dropped three additional IOs, for example, right. Which is nowhere to be found on the UI. So yeah, as Asklad said, there's certainly a couple of things that I've fixed, uh, but there's also a lot of things that I can't fix, unfortunately. What are some of those the things? The fun part starts, then you imagine if there's a JD mirror, and now, well, people change yeah. change the perspective on the main screen, the casters do, and, well, yeah. now you've got to change it on the other side as well, and uh, it's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, have, I mean, I I have a third PC that can run Age of Empires 4 as well. Gosh, but, the micro just cast that. But, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a whole different thing. Maybe maybe for some large scale events that's coming up, we, uh, we're we going to do something about that. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I'm just imagining <laughs> you like, you know, with a semicircle desk with like a bunch of computers all running the same instance of AOE 4. You're on like a swivel chair and just like spinning around, going back and forth and setting up cameras on just multiple. That's kind of how it is in professional sports. I mean, the, what we're doing it here, is. what you're doing is getting very close to what they do in professional broadcasting. And that's, you got like a big control room that has like, I mean, cause you have like, imagine like a million different cameras on a sports pitch or field or whatever you want to call it. Right. And you got a guy in a chair who has all those up and the production, basically he's the production manager or production director, I guess would be his probably real title. Pointing out, okay, camera one, camera two, camera three. You've got them, like, you've got the casters in the earpiece. You're telling them what's coming up. Like, that is actually, I mean, what we're doing is making esports look like real sports as far as production quality. And that's kind of, the thing is, though, is it takes a lot of people to do that. I mean, one person can only do so much. You're going to reach the point, I think, where if you want to make it really high end, you're going to need a couple people doing the observations and then just cutting between them and getting some kind of system to actually run that production. That's, That's fascinating. Or yeah, so, Relic could implement better uh, yeah, casting yeah. UI as well. That would definitely help. But like for like the picture in picture stuff, though, I mean, there's only so much you can't really split your one viewpoint into more than one. I, mean, I don't know how yeah, they do you, that. That would be oh, very <laughs> yeah true. Um, yeah, no, that would be a little bit hard, right? Um, 
but yeah, to, to circle back to like the earlier thing as well and the entire Castle UI, um, I kind of joke about it, but it's kind of sad as well. I have a three-page document of just caster mode issues. Oh. Um, <laughs> so there, there's certainly a couple of things that could be improved upon. And, um, slowly yeah, but I surely. Remember, I remember when scary. the old caster mod got replaced with the official caster mm -hmm. mode. Like, there mm -hmm. were things that were improvements, but there's things I miss from the old caster mod that... Uh, aren't present in the current observer ui yeah so i mean i think we all had somewhat of the same feeling right when we were watching uh, n4c for example the nilly apartment cup for age of empires 4 it was like the ui there really set like the benchmark for what should have been basically the baseline of overlays and production and that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. it feels like a little bit we went back on that and you know we're kind of stagnant on the entire caster uh the caster mode right i think the biggest improvement we had i mean this is me being a little bit cocky but the biggest improvement we had before me uh doing the split screen and the picture in picture stuff was people like hmm i can add like a border to the caster ui i can enhance the minimap a little yeah. bit so it's bigger and it's like that's where we sat for like a year or so mm -hmm. yeah so that's, oh i am i am just as a guy who wants to get I, i've done a little bit of casting for uh rising empires and a guy as a guy who wants to get back into that like big time uh, this is all just like, I hope the viewers at home are enjoying this because I am just absolutely like giddy listening to this and like thinking about this because I, oh, I just want to devote all my time to like getting that looking good and being really fun to present like that. That just seems like so cool to me. Uh, oh, gosh, we really we weren't kidding. We were saying that we could talk about this for hours. And I, now I'm seeing why it's because all of us have done casting and all of us are super into this. Um, <laughs> this is this is so fascinating. Um, so. What do you like best about the the tournaments you do? What, what what's your favorite part about about it? I mean, oh, I I don't know. I kind of just like doing it. <laughs> um, I th I think also one of the things it's you often often when you you play a video game and you want to be good at it, right? You need to devote a lot of time into actually like sitting down, learning the game, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the meta, understanding builds, understanding what everything does and all that kind of stuff. And especially when I'm observing, I find it really fun and as well as casting a little bit, right? You, you start noticing so many like small details and it's almost like you're watching, you start just learning the game at a whole different way that it's that it's so fun to do um uh i, I think uh, i was very stagnant in league for for a while because i didn't play and then i started playing it a little bit casually and then uh when i was casting like one of the big tournaments i i after the tournament i shot up like i think i shot up like 200 lp in total maybe it was just like such a big boost to just understanding the game right mm. yeah so i Totally hear you. Like w when I do casting for even Lel, even it's lower stuff, but I, I can cast the upper bracket and learn mm -hmm. a bit from that. But to have the perspective of seeing the entire map, you're coming into it as a caster because you want to relay what's going on on the field and potentially like, OK, maybe this player made this decision because of this and that. You get to see the game, yeah, from an entirely different perspective. Because when you play, you're sort of narrowly focused in on like, okay, here's my build order, here's what the map looks like, here's what I can see. But when you're observing a higher level game with all the information available to you for you to to look at, you can 
definitely see nuance and small yeah. little things you never would have noticed. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, 100%. Like, I think the biggest example that I've gotten a lot better at just casting and observing is understanding timings and understanding when and when you can't push. Mm. Because it's just, you just, normally when you play, right, you don't see your opponent, you don't see anything, right? And when you've casted and observed, like, maybe... I actually don't know <laughs> how many games have I observed. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a number. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, a couple. Um, but it's just like you, you start to see like just just at the top of the screen, right? You have villager uh, versus army count, for example. And it's like right there. You can you can see, you can really like understand. And of course, it's no, it's a whole different thing to internalize those numbers and just like start getting a feel from it, which you know, you still got to play the game to actually be good at it. Uh, no offense, Vodka. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just those two couple of things is just the most basic ones, right? You you just get a feel for the game and understanding timings. Yeah, I would say that uh, from my, I mean, it's been a while since I've cast it, but even when I do like just casting or go over to like, like sometimes I'll have viewers and stuff who wanna, want to uh, have me cast their games and stuff. Even just doing that, I feel like it makes me a better player. Just having better game oh, yeah. sense. I felt like my, well, after I started casting for low ELO legends for a little while uh, with rising empires uh, early, like middle around this time last year, like may March, I felt like my, my knowledge of the game and of just what everyone's trying to do and what the wind conditions are really took off. Um, it definitely is. It's a good way to learn the game. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, because you exposed yourself to, to a, a lot of like a specific example is like army compositions about to clash and to at some point get the sense of like okay which army is going to be victorious because you've had so many of these maybe like casting simulations you've seen it play out so many times you can yep. start to get the feel of uh of of what exactly you need if you if you can see your enemy's army you can know whether or not to take a fight yeah and it's also another like small thing that you know i often see in <laughs> no offense but I often see in low elo uh, in general is like army positioning mm. i i mean i'm being a little bit you know braggy about this but i don't think i ever get my army out of position and it's just from just understanding how the pros to it right you see you just see the army and you see the map movements and you just just understand right because you i don't know you have like an inner eye that is your god view for example that you have when casting that you don't have in game but you have like a certain intuition yeah no i get so. that i get that or you kind of just get like okay i know what my opponent's trying to do i know about where he's gonna be i need to make sure i'm in the right spot don't let him raid on the side like you start you just start seeing beyond the shadows in a way you know like you've got the fog yeah. of war but you kind of see beyond it you know again it, it's that basic game sense you know and i and i, I wish i could say i know again forget my army's out of position but i definitely fall <laughs> for that especially when i'm playing randoms now and i'm playing new sims mm. i don't play as much I, I definitely have that happen but no yeah it definitely makes you a better you player lost i know i know 12 i know siege units in the course of know, seven I know, minutes i know i know i'm really bad at keeping my siege alive okay there was a point where i was really trying to to keep my a siege i had left alive to be fair i was really trying uh that game was weird I, I mean, if it, it helps. better than before. That is, that is the 
if, if it helps, the developers want to. The developers are helping. They're making them tankier. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Here's the thing: is I don't like playing Siege. Is the why I don't like. I mean, I don't like loathe Siege. Like some people like will like just loathe it with all their fiber of their being. I don't like hate Siege, but I don't like having to rely on Siege. I'm much more of a knights, spears, and archers kind of guy with some meta arms. Like. I don't want to have to. Oh, yeah. I don't have to go diving after the mangonels, and I hate Springle to the passion. Those things are just annoying little jerks. Uh, but it's it's the meta right now, so I'm trying to get better at it. But man, I'm bad at it. I feel like they wanted to make uh make the game less campy, and with the siege changes, it feels more campy to me because you're just sitting on your mangoes now instead of sitting under a keep. Feels feels yeah. kind of the same. Um, uh, I I sent a, I sent a screenshot in uh, the rising or was horrible. <laughs> I sent a screenshot and it's thirty six minutes in game. Oh no! And there's like a fight that is about to break out. <laughs> it's an Ottoman mirror. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and there's twenty siege units in one screenshot. Oh, that's awful! Oh my <laughs> it gosh! Was... <laughs> Oof. Yeah, hello. Oh, I love Siege, man. Uh, <sighs> like, it has a fundamental role in the game, but man, the age of mangoes is upon us. It, it feels rough. It feels rough. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it would be fun sometimes. I I've it, certainly... It, it I, had this, I had this game, uh, I was playing Japanese against Order of the Dragon, and he got, you know, a good advantage on me uh, early on in the game, and I was playing from a behind position. Um, but I had five mangonels and mid castle took this fight and this these five mangonels just deleted all of the or the dragon units and my opponent just raged. It was like this this matter <laughs> just like a couple of volleys from all that cleaned up all of his units. It's one of those things where like, like using a mangonel wrong? successfully and having like the three shot if you got like two or three mangoes and they hit like a big crossbow mass. It feels so, so good when you're the one doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. When oh, yeah. you're the one behind it. When it's the other way around, it feels so, so bad. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting spot. I, I, like, both hate it and understand it at the same time. Um. So, Cow, uh, what goes on? This is, I like this question. Uh, whoever put this question in our outline, uh, Gold Star, uh, what goes on backstage during... Uh, some of these productions that you put on. What are some things maybe that viewers don't see as the observer who sees all? What are some things that the viewers won't see? You won't see a lot of chaos because <laughs> that, that's the basis of the entire the entire thing. Um, a lot of chaos. Um, there's also a lot of work that happens before a stream, um, especially when it comes to like setting up the stream and making sure all the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the things that we actually did for Women's Cup um, when we were doing that was actually we had like these player cards that was showing like, for example, where the players were from, an image, the saves they play and the rank, um, which is just something simple you can do. But we, I kind of went a little bit overboard. So one of the things that, uh, you know, took quite a lot of time actually to do beforehand was actually setting up. So um, the the player cards actually like move in and the caster cameras just move out, for example. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things there, for example, just in OBS that, you know, you don't see. And then there's, I guess you can call a little bit of R&D, for example, research and development once it actually comes to like making sure that the picture in picture and stuff like that actually works properly. Um, 
And then, yeah, it's making sure that, um, for example, both my accounts is in a group. They're watching the game. Mm. Uh, audio levels is fine. Um, the casters is okay. We're making sure uh, that everyone is, you know, on the same page. We know what we're doing. We're updating the overlays, making sure that that is up to date, that there's no misinformation, that the drafts are happening and all that kind of stuff. A lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you when I say it out loud, yeah, there's a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean all of us in here uh, stream and stream the game, and I think even just getting the basic stream things that you a normal streamer would need that isn't worrying about hosting a huge tournament. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly going, okay, I need to update this scene. I need to make sure this works, this that works. Like my sound alerts, are they working? Like it, it, there's there's ah, just so many little things to make it feel semi seamless. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. to you, Cal. I mean, you you've developed the like standard streaming package for the Rising Empires. I remember uh, the first time I was, you know, my computer. I was going to host the Rising Empires stream, and you basically just put together this entire package of like, okay, here's the scene that has both the casters. Here's the default like, be right back. It'll automatically play from the soundtrack, sort of thing. Uh, I remember you setting that up with me, and one of the first things I said, I think you asked something like what I'm using to stream on my own personal channel, and I said, like, Streamlabs, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I have, uh, yeah, that's like a personal bias, I guess, personal issue. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, it's not an issue, it's just common sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, right? I, you, you got to understand as well that, um, you obviously right. You have a special interest in making sure that everything runs smoothly and having to make sure that you know a complex production like that is as streamlined and as easy as possible. Which is well, one of the main main things I tried to do with the the overlay app, which. <laughs> Okay, it's not that user-friendly. Uh, I think Askled and Beal can both say it's not, but, you know, making sure that... On and off, someone else on the streaming. <laughs> you know, to, to, not, to not offend either Askled or Beal, uh, making it as idiot-friendly as possible. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a registered idiot. i some suggestions, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, Beal, like, I feel like you and I have both felt this, like, actually like and just it's just rising empires right like nothing against rising empires we love it we support them like 100 but like rising empires is not to the level of like egc tv right like it's just hey, like, it's like on, a, it's, i'm just being honest like nothing wrong I, with I take that very personally give us 100k funding like the following exactly. the viewership is just different like I, i'm not i'm not saying the production quality is not there i'm just saying that the, the viewership is a magnitude difference like you're gonna have receiving like, money. Yeah, there's gonna be like a thousand people plus watching EGC TV. There'll be a couple hundred. I love Rising Empires. And I I usually tune in, but but like I was just gonna say, hosting that, even just being the number one caster on that, where you have to open up your OBS and get that going. The one time I think I've done it like once or twice where I was the primary caster, and I I bet you feel this too, Bill. I like not that I had a panic attack, but man, like getting ready to hit start broadcasting made me so nervous to hit that little red button. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, geez, do I have everything ready to go? Like, it, there is just so much setup that goes behind it. Uh, and it was just for EGC TV, or not EGC TV. It was uh, for just for Rising Empires, which, like, it's not like I'm broadcasting on, like, you know, to the whole world. It's just, it's just going to be, like, 200 people probably max. 
but man, the pressure that goes behind that, like, yeah, I'm really glad that uh, Cal has gotten those production materials <laughs> ready to go beforehand because it, it's, it's so much to get ready. It, it's terrifying. Yeah, a massive difference between streaming like on your own channel for yourself versus streaming for an organization where you know like you do have some standards to uphold and more people mm -hmm. are watching this and you're representing more than just you in this stream. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I know that you and I feel both and I'm an ask glad, and I guess cows. I, I mean, I'm sure all of us in here really kind of ascribe to like, I want it when I, especially when I'm doing it for an, an outside of my own stream, I want the, the presentation to be as high quality and professional as I possibly can make it, you know, uh, mm. which is a lot of effort to do. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if it helps you guys a little bit with the start streaming as well, I mean, I think it happened last time it actually happened was like not that long ago. It happened in January uh, where I actually like started streaming on the wrong channel. So <laughs> don't worry, guys. <laughs> That's it, happened, yeah. never, it happened to me. It happened. The last yeah. Club. Yeah. Um, no, I 100% I, I agree. Right. And you also have a little bit of a standard yourself a little uh -huh. bit as well right you you got to make sure that especially for me right because after all it's slowly to, but surely starting to turn into my profession and you know it's freelance gig right so you start like putting in a lot of work into each individual stream so it's one of the things i've started doing or well probably always has done right is like you start like just just adding like one extra little detail just like mm -hmm. fixing one little thing right for for each little stream right it's like I, I know, for example, the Rising Empires package is like the, every time somebody else is going to get it, like I need to send it to someone new. There's like five other new things that it, the, the previous people don't have because I just like keep on like doing like the minorest thing. Um, and it's all this kind of stuff, right? It's um, just like streaming for different organizations. There's, um, there is there was like this really minor thing that. I don't think anybody ever actually noticed, but like on the logo on the intermission screens for one of the League of Legends productions I did, we had like an audio visualizer that was like blinking inside of the logo. I don't think anybody ever noticed, but it was there. And I just added because, you know, it's just one more thing to add one because you can. That, wow. You are, you are a man after my own heart, uh, Cal. Like that is, as a guy who does production stuff and who makes videos, uh, I've realized that there, my, my professor, my professor in college, he was a guy from England, a really funny, really funny bloke. Uh, he would always say like, it's all about the minimum viable product. Like there comes a point where you have to just kill your darlings and just let it be. Uh, and he used to always tell us like, don't be like, cause we're all, I mean, if you're in any kind of production quality design or you do any kind of like video editing, you just end up becoming a, a a default perfectionist in a way where you just always like I could always edit every single one of the every video I make every podcast episode I could sit for hours editing out every little ah and um and little like imperfection uh and knowing when to call it good is is like an art unto itself yeah I, I well with streaming it's like iterative like because yeah. you can it's not just one final product it's you have the production, you can review it because you're going to do something similar again, mm -hmm. potentially next week. So it's, it's yep. a good way to, yeah, I to can't improve. Even, I can't even tell iterate. you how many times I've sat down with my wife and gone, okay, how can I make my stream just a little bit better? I literally just had a conversation like, like, I think it was yesterday. I think yesterday morning I was at the table eating breakfast and I was talking to my wife like, okay, what can I do to make my, my stream better? Should we get some more emotes? I think we need a sheep dancing emote. Like, like what else can I add? Like always, <laughs> always adding more. No, I definitely feel that that iterative. The, 
Yeah, it's really great though, right? Because, um, you know, one of the things that people love to hate and hate to love is deadlines, right? Yeah. And so, especially when it comes to like just streaming, right? It's like, okay, yeah, stream is going to be starting in 30 minutes. And you, I mean, you f- something up, you, well, <laughs> it's live. Um, yep. Can't do anything about it. Um, so it's really great. And I think that's like as a creative person as well, right? Um, I, I make music as well on the side. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons I don't release music is because, you know, I just sit there for hours just tweaking the minorest detail. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, wait, live stream, I press go live. Um, if something's off, you can try to fix it. You can try to fix it live, which happens at times, right? For example, the like one of the transitions to one of the scenes is wrong. You fix that one live. And then you, you realize that maybe you should do a little bit more testing before stream. And... This one thing is missing. Well, better fix it for next stream, I guess. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so I got one more question before we uh, get into uh, a quick break. And then we'll, uh, after the break, I've got a fun game. I got a bracket of uh, some stuff we'll do. We'll talk about uh, some of the most BM things, bad mannered things you can do in the game. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, Cal, I'd like to ask you, what is your, what do you like best about Age of Empires 4? I, I think I'm like kind of obligated to say community. Mm. Um, Good choice. <laughs> safe choice. Uh, <laughs> he could have said Great Bombard, but no, it's the community. Uh, no, I mean, uh, as we said in my introduction, right, I, I am very active in the community. Um, I, to, to put, you know, to pat myself on the back, I kind of single-handedly run the AOE4 subreddit. I'm a Twitch moderator in way too many Twitch mod streams. Uh, so it's like kind of... Gary. It's kind of comfortable to just go into an AOE4 stream and just not have the mod icon to your, next to your name. Um, and yeah, just, just the fact that... Just, just something I miss so much from when I play League of Legends is typing GG, the game is over, and then you just have a discussion with your opponents. Mm, a civil I, discussion where you discuss what could have gone better this game. I'm going to shout out Papa Bear one more time for this. Uh, he and I have encountered each other on the ladder a couple times. And I think I've mentioned him a couple episodes ago as well, but he and I always, like the first time we did it, we just had like a nice chat about how good the game was, what went well. I think I won the first round. He might have won the second. We just kind of chatted and I, I, yeah, those moments are so great. And then uh, he's found the podcast now. Like I've seen him in other communities. No, no. <laughs> and uh, I actually, I actually mir- uh, got pulled him up. I had a game with him not too long ago. I was talking about it. Uh, he went and he was playing randoms and landed him into Jushis and I was having a rough time with it. But uh, it, it's yeah, that community aspect is, is so good. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's great. All right, well, uh, wow, we're actually getting to the break at a reasonable time for once. Uh, We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our bracket. I used to never know how to win AOE 4 games. It took me a long time to improve, but I started managing my town center and villagers better, refining my Dark Age build order. But it wasn't enough for me. I stopped kidding myself, and I got a consultation from www.morenights.com. 
And now, along with my other improvements, I'm also making enough knights to win the victory. If you've been kidding yourself about your game improvement, stop. Along with better macro, Warnights.com has helped me improve and get to platinum. Warnights.com is Griabara approved and has shown to increase ELO on an average of 240 points. Warnights.com is not for everyone, including those who are pregnant, tilt too easily, have bad micro, or are China mains. Tell your AOE for a coach if you experience any lightheadedness, excessive tilting, or delusions of reaching Conqueror 3, as these may be side effects of one-trick pony syndrome, a common and dangerous complication. Stop using more knights if you don't know how to avoid spears or can't properly macro your villagers. If you're stuck in mid-ladder with no end in sight, don't kid yourself. Get a consultation with www.morenights.com and about using more knights. I've got a fun game. Uh, people have been requesting more games and more fun on this show. And so, gosh darn it, we're going to have more fun. Uh, I've been thinking about that. Are we? We're, we're going we're, we're to have fun. It'll be fun. Trust oh, me. Okay. The fun is mandatory. You will all in, feel happy now. Um, <laughs> actually, fun, fun note on that. Uh, my, my, I grew up in the military. And my uh, in the military, in the Marine Corps in particular, and in the Army, every now and then they do these like events that you kind of like on a Saturday... Or they'd have like a day off on like a Friday and you'd have to go to this like fun event. And my dad always called it mandatory fun day. And that was just the most military thing I just ever heard in my life. Uh, this reminds me of anyways. Um, I have here and for the viewers at home, I will post a link to the finished bracket here, but we'll go through this. Um, I've got a bracket. We're going to do a bracket today. Sounds like fun. And the bracket is going to be I I've got a list of what I think is a decent amount of uh, the most bad mannered things uh, you can do in a game of AOE. Now, I think I've got everything from uh, like laming the boar to rushing with the Kremlin to walling in your teammate to aggressive taunts in uh, sp spamming taunts in the chat. I did not include uh, just being like cussing out a person after the match because that clearly is number one, right? There's nothing worse than just being a salty, awful loser and just typing in racist stuff in the chat. Um, obviously that I would believe the, the uh, I believe the scientific term for that is just being a exactly yes yeah <laughs> um, so with that I, I mean I had to kind of pull that out because that one just would clearly take the cake I have compiled a list of other things which are I suppose very legal and in game for the most part uh, some of these might not be tournament legal uh, which actually I need to check if laming boar is or is not tournament legal because I was under the impression it wasn't but then uh, so no, define laming for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a Muslim sieve. A Muslim sieve going and killing the boar, so it is denied entirely from the opponent, especially if it's like a roost player or something. So there's circumstantial uh, things. Yes. To consider is it against roost? Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, there was a lot of nuances to this. So um. For example, uh, if you're an Abbasid player and you are building a mill and a tower out on a couple of berries and there's a boar nearby and your opponent pulls the boar. Fair game. Kill it. 
Yeah. Fair mm-hmm. game. Okay. Yeah. Cause okay. okay. I'm not just, I'm going to, I'm going to throw Jones under the table here. He and I were doing some show matches and he <laughs> was playing Abbasid or no, a Ubids, I think. And, uh, he, I had a boar next to him near my base and he came out and killed it. I was so mad. I was like, dude, that's like laming the boar. Like you can't do that in a tournament. We were trying, we were doing yeah. tourney rules is what I thought we were doing. And then we yeah. did that. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That, that is not tournament legal no so there was there was some controversy when egc introduced that rule and people were like you but how were you then it's like but you're denying two thousand food for like nothing if that makes sense right yeah and, yeah, yeah, they, and they get the berries the too yeah because like you said earlier cow you could, they get the berries they can go off and scout sheep willy-nilly without having to go home so they're getting they're going to get maybe potentially more sheep and they have berries as a bonus okay yeah yeah I, sorry, Jones. I'm vindicated. I just want to double check because I wasn't sure. I just want to be. Sh- I just want to be safe because I was kind of indignant in the game and I, I lost the game. I wasn't playing a very good roost game, but I mean, uh, <laughs> to toot my own horn, I think you got the right guy to discuss this one with. Yeah, hey, I did. I did. This is great. Uh, I did. I wanted to check because I was like, I'm pretty sure that because one, it's bad mannered, kind of anyways, just to do that, like in a normal game. But you can do it. Yeah. And people, I've heard a lot of people debating if it's uh, in, in different chats too, on different Twitch chats for everything from 104 Tim to Crackety's chat. I've been in a couple, and people have been talking about is laming the boar okay or not, or like should it be? Is it intended or not? Um, I I don't know. I, obviously, it's in the game. So it's you're allowed I mean, to do it, I guess. In, I, I don't know. I feel like if you're playing against a Joan player, like go deny that EXP. Like, because that's more than just 2000. Yeah, yeah but food. like as a, okay, so, so, as a Muslim, the, the, best, the best thing I can like compare it to. Right. It's like, how do you deny a relic? You just don't right. you don't remove it from the map. I mean, unless it's uh, season five and or well any season before season five, and you just put it in a dock because you're HRE, and then when the dock dies, the relic just disappears. That has been fixed. Um, but yeah, like you wall it in, right? So if you want mm-hmm. to deny uh, a boar for for ruse, or you don't want to deny a boar for just wall in the boar, right? Because because that's how you deny a relic, right? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, would say I mean. It's- it it all comes back to like because they get i can see if it was just food but also when they get bounty when they get experience i know i've said it multiple times is just if if an islamic sieve kills a boar just have it drop food that you can't harvest Um, that's already in the game by the way that's already in the game because if you are a muslim sieve and you try to collect from one of them, it becomes like a inaccessible click, basically. Yeah. So you already can't do that. It's okay. just the fact like <laughs> that when they kill the boar, it disappears. Yeah, it, it's it's and that's exactly he killed the boar and it just whoop, gone. Just it just disappears. And that's yeah, it, it it's it's an interesting thing. It's yeah. So anyways, um, on that, I, I just sorry, I had to check because I was just I was thinking about it. Nothing against Jones. Jones and I had a really fun series of three games, but he did that to me and I felt very shafted by it. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Jones, though. He's a he's a great guy. Um, I just imagining Stockerton being like, OK, uh, cow's coming on. Uh, he worked with BDC. <laughs> Jones just pulled this on me. I was like, cow, tell him the wrong. <laughs> OK. So I've got the bracket here. I was going to take these each head to head and try and just do a fun bracket and see what ended up being uh, the single most worst like BM thing you can do outside of just being a, a jerk in chat. Um, so I've got I kind of tried I tried seeding these based off of my initial impressions just in general. I didn't really go too in depth on the seeding of this. So it's it's more, a little bit random. 
Um, I put living blood I'm number just, one, I, but I'm just sad we're not doing a Swiss bracket. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a single elimination. Go I've got a single elimination bracket. I could probably change it to be a. Oh, sorry, I've already started this bracket, but I could uh, I could have made one a Swiss bracket, but that would have taken forever. I thought so. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, single elimination bracket. So some things might get beaten by a much bigger thing. Um, I just figured I, I tried seeding it somewhat to kind of help balance it out. Uh, so, anyways, at number one, the top is number one seed is laming the boar. Uh, it's going head to head against using a scout to block your opponent's wall from going up. That's really fun to do. It is really it's fun to do. It's a, fun it's a valid tactic. I yeah. do not see any I issue with this one. There. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, that's why it's seeded 16. It's, it's not really the, like it's the annoying. Larger but, BM. Yeah. So, okay, nobody do this, please, because it's bad. The larger BM is um, having a sheep with your scout, placing a blueprint building, rallying the sheep to the blue, uh, blueprint building, because then you can't move it. You have to kill it, and if you're the one who kills it, you can't, you can't wall over it. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Nobody do that. Uh, <laughs> Anyone who does yeah, that will be I mean, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Per our I feel like boards. blueprint shenanigans are one of those yeah, things yeah, that are banned in tourneys, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that, that, that would be some <laughs> awful shenanigans. All right, so I want to say that laming the boar is clearly worse than using your scout to block a wall. I think that's everyone in agreement on that one. That, that seems like no contest. Um, okay, next on the list, the nine and eight seed coming up here. Um, so we've got, uh, Beal mentioned this top one. I, this is a good one. Uh, Mongol landmark hiding. So tucking your mom landmarks at the end of a game, especially like in a team game and just hiding the landmarks off in the corner or like somewhere away when you've clearly lost the game and they just need a landmark snipe, but they can't. Uh, so doing that where you just take the pack up and go and hide. Um, Initial reaction. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying especially when the games are going on for like an hour and you've clearly won and there's just some silver tree somewhere or there's just some uh the, like, the town center is just gone and it's just like what where or when they had like the step readout that's just hiding in the corner packed up yeah hate that hate that accept your l take your l go ahead get in line for another game um there was so much more fun when we still had the uh, chop through mechanics because things were oh, hidden in no. tree lines everywhere oh man no. yeah. <laughs> Oh, so we got that. I think that's a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good one. And then underneath it at the eight seed, uh, killing your opponent's sheep. So like, you know, when the scout runs by your gold and you just, you just use your bills to body block it and then kill some of its sheep as I, it runs by. Again, it's a valid tactic. It's a valid tactic. Yep. It's I a valid used tactic. to BPM when the con was overpowered, but yeah, now it's yes. just, well, a thing that happens. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes if, I'll use my uh, my uh, longbow to snipe a sheep just away from my opponent, just to get at him. And I, I always get I always get very offended when it happens to me as the guy who is kind of just the lord of the sheep. I get I get way overly offended, but then I am just as guilty of doing it back. So yeah, but here's the problem: um, you're, it's your bad for not going home with those sheep earlier. Yeah. Fair no. Enough. No offense. Um. Yeah, no. Exactly. I, I think that's that's valid. So I think we say Mongol landmark hiding is definitely the uh, winner on that one. Yes. Uh, I feel like a lot of this list too is like things that just tilt you personally when an opponent does it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was kind of hard to, to block the wall. It's I fair. Find a couch, lay down, we're going to fix this. Well, I, I said too, I said too in our uh, my list, like some of these are definitely actually egregious and others are just kind of annoying. Like, and that's kind of the point. It's like, like 
technically you're trying to destroy your opponent's base that could be interpreted as bad mannered i mean it's some of these will be much better i think once we get a little higher up this will get more interesting um here's a good one what's more bad mannered barbecue rushing or english vil rushing i mean they're both i mean both, first of all they're both, both viable. Of these are valid strats which true. one is more bad mannered which one is more like rude <laughs> I'm more annoyed about English Bill rushing because it doesn't really have counterplay. I think so too. I would say English Bill rushing just because you get denied the gold so early and they haven't invested a lot. Like they've invested 150 resources, like 100 for the um, 100 for the mining uh, outpost and. 50 for the mining camp whilst barbican rushing is like okay yeah at least you at least the landmark was used to take my resources or yeah. this area whilst in the game on this yeah. like you've you've made a risk versus yeah. like five villagers where you've pulled like eight or nine and dropped a landmark yeah uh, it's more like when I scout a barbecue rush, I can react to it. I can block off uh, foundations. I can I can block off the ground where you could put it down. I can try to snipe you doing it. I can try to get some defenses. But if I scout the villagers moving across the map, well, okay, I can try to grab resources quickly and run. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And everyone says, "Oh, we'll just scout it when it's coming." It's like, well, even if it's coming, what can I do about it? Like, like you said, just grab as much as you can and run. But even then. You're going to have, it's going to be a scrappy game no matter what. You're going to be in a rough ride. Yeah, I think English Villarshing would be ruder. I mean, both are valid strats, technically. They're very valid strats, but I would say, yeah, I think English Villarshing is a little more rude than a Barbican Rush. I think, I think the timing of it, too, because one's coming like right at Feudal, the other one's coming in Dark Age, and Dark Age is just, it's frustrating to get pushed that early. Um, okay. So, oh, these ended up being together. Ooh. I should have mixed these up. I should have moved these around. But we've got these are essentially the same thing. But uh, what's worse? I've had uh, I meant that these to be different one. One is uh, I mean, I was going to say my, the first one's just supposed to be uh, just feudal stone walls, just using feudal stone walls to defend yourself, um, which isn't always tournament legal. Uh, and many tournaments don't allow you to have feudal stone walls. And it's always one of those like, really, dude, when you see someone doing it. Uh, or worse, stonewalling, or I was going to say just even just wooden palisade walling you're in, in your opponent. I think if you... Stonewalls with a passion. Yeah, if you're stonewalls <laughs> with a passion. But then again, if you're, if you're stonewalling your opponent in castle, if that is happening, you messed up somewhere else. Yeah, but if it's palisade walling in feudal, that feels pretty annoying too. <sighs> Such it's an annoying to do that. And it's I mean, you can there's way more uh, counterplay to that. Versus yeah, like, like, oh, you dropped a stone wall, I guess. Yeah. For a while. And the problem is as well as like if you don't catch them doing the stone wall, so at least you can try to burn it down while it's happening, right? Yeah. So So we're saying feudal stone walls, huh? I think so. That's where my personal bet is going. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's more frustrating when you're like winning and then all of a sudden that pops up. And like, especially on maps that have really small choke points. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it just feels toxic. Yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've never been played against cow. Let's say that because, well, I've never experienced <laughs> the real wall in strategies, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Horrible. it's happened to me before. But I think that's more of a like blame myself for letting it happen. If I get stonewalled in, I like think, I have 
nothing's better than, than like on glade or uh heaven forbid you're playing turtle ridge and you get stonewalled in on your front uh, it just feels that, so that is bad. your own fault for playing that map that's yeah. your own fault for playing quick <laughs> yeah. play uh, I, I, was I, doing a, uh, I was doing a team game just a, or just a custom game with a bunch of guys I think it was me, Easter Neville's, I forget who else it might have been Askel, it might have been in there, I don't remember anymore uh, I, the only time I've played that was against Tim in the, in the pre, pre-release and uh, that's, that's it, we've okay, had enough after one you. game. I, I had a bunch of guys in this big free-for-all and I got stonewalled in my face and I was like, dude, it's feudal age. Like, what the heck, guys? I was so mad. Uh, Tim tried toxic. to palisade wall me in. I just played fast castle and ran him over with Gilded Knights because yeah, nobody knew what the hell the Sibs were doing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next up here, um, we've got uh, at the number three seed saying GG before you have surrendered. So your opponent's winning and they say GG before you have surrendered uh, or Fire Lancer snipe. Having a bunch of fire lances come in and just landmark snipe you. Yeah. What's saying GG before your opponent surrenders? Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. The other thing is just frustrating, but well, again, it's a valid tactic. Valid tactic. Gotta have a way to end the game. Frustrating. I don't like fire and lancer snipe, but yeah, saying GG before the surrender just, oh man, like that gets under my skin. That, that, I, I don't know if anybody has the same reaction when it happens, but like you're about to surrender, they type GG, you close the escape menu and leave your keyboard. I, I have had the thought like I've continued playing like I won't surrender. I'm like, oh, you just added five more minutes to this. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've, I've had that feeling of being off because I'm the first guy I surrender. Whoop, GG, done. Like I actually had someone in my chat yesterday asking me. I, I defeated my opponent. Uh, they surrendered. And then I typed in GG after they surrender. I always like always. Say <laughs> That's that. fine. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. in that bad manner. And I was like, well, no, they already surrendered. I'm just telling them I thought it was a good game. Like, I, I mean, if that's a being bad that's, mannered, that's then cultural. Is. Like, like in, in Korea, you would be the biggest asshole of them all. Yeah. Mm. But in a Western society, I think you can just do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, game. I remember, like, I remember after uh, Slapfest, actually, like I remember Demo specifically coming into the Twitch chat and I was like, Demo <laughs> like, never does that. Like, yeah, no, but so like, Starcraft he, in Korean he no, 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 he, he specifically typed, made me so mad because he didn't, he didn't type GG a single game. And I was like, well, there's a reason for that, which is like, you know, Koreans typing GG is like more sarcastically, if that makes sense. Usually the guy who, who doesn't GG when he wins, because that is bad matter. You only GG if you're the loser. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But like he, uh, I think it was CSO or Louis. I can't remember who, but like they never typed GG. They just surrendered and then left the game. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like that kind of like I, I like having like that friendly. to me I, I think to me it's like I always type in the dash three for good luck have fun and I always type in GG because to me that's mm. like recognizing that my uh, the opponent on the other side is a real person to me like that's like hey I'm recognizing that we're both sitting down at our computers where butts are in the chairs however many miles apart but we're here right now meeting online to play this game uh, yep and to me it's like a recognition of like yeah I may have just destroyed your base but I respect you as a player. Like it's nothing. It was just, just had to win the game. Like it was nothing against you. Uh, to me, that's like, it's just humanizing, but yeah, having it happen when your opponent does it before you've been eliminated. 
especially if the game is close. I have had this happen where the game he like killed, like uh, wiped my early English army. I think I was going into Ottomans like ages ago, or maybe I was going into French. I think it was either I think it might have been Ottomans or French, maybe French. I think I was going against a French player. I was playing as English just at the time, um, and he wiped out a couple of my longbows and then typed in GG in the chat to me. And I, at first I was like, wait, is he surrendering? Then I realized that he thought he had beaten me and he was like, GG, I win. And he kept writing stuff. And I was like, oh, dude. And, and then I went on like a while after to finally beat this guy. And I was so like, I, I don't usually get like cocky in the chat, but I was like, yep, that's why you don't GG like early. Like, that's why you wait for the game to finish. Like, that's what you get. And then he started going how, oh, your spawn was better. BS, BS. Like your games, you don't you know you're playing a cheap civ. He, he would then he started, you know, making excuses. Ooh, and I was just like, well, cheap civs back L. then too. Apparently I was, Askeladd. Apparently I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am absolved of all crimes now. I've been playing randoms and I made it back up the plat with randoms. I'm hoping to get back up the plat three. Maybe I'll get up the diamond with randoms. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. it. It makes one so morally superior. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Sick of being told I'm a cheater for playing good sips. Okay. Uh, I yeah. do want to jump in real quick. Like I, something that's related. So for the game, game's over. You can say GG whenever um, because game's done. It's it's fine. But if I get absolutely destroyed and I get a well played from the other person, like GG and then a well played, sometimes I'm like, that kind of tilts me. And I'm like, no, dude, you're a liar. That was not my problem. You are. Yeah. So to counterpoint that one, for me, typing GG is such muscle memory from right. years of gaming. So you can probably like argue that GG WP, WP is like muscle memory for some people, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, I know so, usually the opponents aren't doing it to tilt me, but I just see yeah. well played. I'm like, no, I didn't. It well, absolutely easy. not. It beats easy. GG. Yes. GG. Yeah. yeah. That, that one's pretty toxic. I mean, I love about that the Tonto GG Nori GG Re. <laughs> I will use like, that if, I, if someone beats me really well. I will type in, and especially if they're being cordial with me after if they've beaten me, I will type in GG Nori. Or even if I win and it was close, I will type in GG Nori. Like as a full, like I, I like full <laughs> respect. Like if it was an hour long game, uh, I think I had one to get. You were, I think I had one last night. I, was, I played like an hour long. I was English into HRE. I, I went all in on feudal and it went into castle and this guy went imperial, but eventually I just overran him and it was an hour long game. And I was like, all right, GG, no re, I don't want any more part of this, but like good game, man. Like I'm done. <laughs> That's like the ultimate side of respect in my mind. Oof. All right. Could uh, be different than someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. I think this is an easy, uh, uh, obviously one is way worse than the other. Uh, one is the Kremlin rush valid strat kind of annoying. Um, the other yep. one is, is clearly, I think the winner here is walling in your teammate. So in bird culture, that last one would be considered a move. Um, <laughs> so I, I, it's not even DM. It's just, it, it's true. I'll take that should be just a bannable offense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, just griefing people. It's just griefing at that point. Yeah, I don't. I almost yep. didn't want to add this in here because it just—it's so clearly like such a bad idea. Uh, it, it's just like if you're not going to play the team game, why are you in the game? Like, wh what are you adding to this? Um, so in that vein, then do we want to keep that in here and just say yes, it's the obvious winner, or do you guys want to put the Kremlin fresh forward and just say Walling teammate just shouldn't even be in this list? Uh, it's probably going to win if we're being real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Kind of no, no, not keeping it. Keep, keep it, it in. Okay, because it it's, it's something yeah. that I've seen well, happen Kremlin quite a bit. Because it's against Kremlin Rush, which is a valid strategy. I mean, it's BM because yeah. you're yeah. giving up the wood bonus and all that kind of stuff at home. But you know what? You can still brainstorm and uh, like replace it with something else. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 I mean, nah, I mean, nah. I mean, it's going against uh, saying GG before surrender. And the nice thing about walling your teammate is that you're screwing yourself in the process. So True. it's uh, you know. <laughs> Self-inflicted damage. It is. It's self. It's cutting your nose off despite its face. You know that's how it is. All right. Next one is just a dark age tower rush. So I'm looking at like Mongols or any other civ trying to actually dark age towers. That's outside of English uh, or spamming taunts in chat, even if they're just like laughing or just random chat, like random random taunts, like nice cheat a million times. What is what is more bad mannered? Because you can't exactly take the APM to go and mute your chat out or like ban the person from like talking to you. So it can be really. You guys don't have that APM. I mean, no. Let's be honest. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not when things get hot. That's for sure. Um, I don't want to take a time. I'm reading my reading my chat. I don't have any APM to spare. I'm, I'm um, so busy picking my nose for a play. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a caveman over here. I'm trying. To, I'm a Neanderthal trying to get this thing to work. Um, I mean, it just messes with your build order. You didn't account for the fact that you might have to counterplay by. Uh, Going and muting your opponent. Exactly, exactly, right? It's just like it's <laughs> I told you we're talking about the Dark Age Tower Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I mean, yeah, it messes your build order. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would say spamming taunts. Um like Dark Age Tower Rush again, right? It's a uh, vital part of the Mongols. Uh-huh. Um yeah. yeah. Frustrating to deal, game, with. Learn to deal with. It. Frustrating, but learn to deal with it. You just have to. It's just I mean, the I mean, there, there is there is a couple ones. I, I do this especially when I play against people that I know, uh, where it's like if if we have like scouts being close to each other, and I pick up the sheep, for example, I type like nice one hundred six, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you gotta hit him with it. Mm-hmm. But like spamming it or doing multiple things or uh, or getting kind of chatty in the beginning sometimes. It's just like, dude, just like, focus mean, on the game. Like, it, stop it, spamming I mean, stuff. It's friendly. In, in my opinion, it's good BM, where it's like uh, yeah, you, yeah. you start raiding and it's like, hey, I'm in your town. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's good BM. This, so. is, this is one that like it really depends on the kind of taunts that are being thrown. It's like, is he just spamming the group laugh like seven times or yeah, is, he, yeah, yeah. is he saying like, hey, if he's got the time, the APM to type in, hey, I'm in your town and remembers that number and throws it or throws the nice sheep. Like, that's just like and that's what those are in there for. Right. Those are there to be kind yeah. of silly. Uh, but yeah, they spamming, I think, is where it gets kind of on the line, you know, where it's like, OK, stop running oh, yeah. the, the game. Just play it. All right. Uh, this one's an obvious one, and it's number two against number 15. Obviously, I, I did see these a little bit. Um, the number 15 slot here is aggressive keep drop. So I'm thinking like uh, I, this goes anything from like dropping a Berkshire really far forward, which, again, very valid strat dropping a keep in someone's base. Um, pretty valid. I honestly, it's not even that bad manner. It's just how you start putting pressure on the yeah. game uh the other one i think is an obvious win and it's walling off the shorefish which is uh not legal i believe in many tournaments leading them mm. not legal i mean you can deny access for docks by walling yeah off the shore yeah. yeah yeah but i th- i think for the sake of just clarification everything walling off shoreline fish is more like deleting deleting shorefish uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Deleting shorefish. which yeah, again, like on the same realm as Laming Boar, but even more clear cut, it's just like, yeah, just, just don't. don't do I mean, that. of course, you have to delete shorefish. For example, it often happens on Himayama, for example, uh-huh. where you're just like, well, 
I, sorry, I have to delete one to, you know, contest water, for example, or something like mm-hmm. that, which, but that's you know, sucks, If you're but, building a dock, that's totally different than building walls that are, yeah, like, like, it's about intent, right? Like if you're building a dock, clearly you're yeah, trying yeah. to get the rest of the fish, whereas the walls yeah. are, I'm trying to literally delete these fish from the map. Yeah, I mean, I've seen on Himayama as well, like, I remember playing against one guy who was just like, he walked out with one villager, popped a dock, just popped all of the fish, and I went, well, okay, and then I, I mean, I lost the game, I think, but it was just, like, so unnecessary. Like, he, he had his dock, I had my dock already, and he just, like, what, he used his dock to just delete all of the fish, and I was like, well, good thing he denied mm. 2,000 food for nothing at all. Yeah, um, that's that feels kind of because yeah, like, oh, that that that's so like conniving, I feel like, because, you know, mm. he can reasonably say I was trying to get the fish myself and I yeah, but, feign, but, like not knowing what he's doing. But at the same time, like clearly yeah, he's trying to in an oversight. But but oh, yeah, that's like on the line. Yeah, but right? When he can't when he cancels and places his docks three oh, times. Cancel it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like he, he went around the pond with one villager, like building like starting the dock, canceling it, went to the next turn of fish. Is it like yeah? Nope, nope. You can, you, he no. can go himself. That that's that's yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Nope, get him out yeah. of here. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a harder one too to like laming boar has an easier fix of just like let the food just drop and you can't collect it. But walling off is I feel like a little harder um, because like maps for like cauldron, for instance, there's no way to drop a dock on cauldron without deleting a fish. So you can't yep. make it that fish are fish block the placement of docks because then you've also that's a nightmare for map generators mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that there's spots to actually put a dock on cer- on certain maps. So yeah. I feel like this one's gonna stick around for a while because I really. Did you guys ever had a Himeyama spawn where you just couldn't place a dock? Like it was literally, like, literally impossible to dock the spawn. Yeah, I want to say I have like three or four of those seeds just laying around. Dude, what is with Himeyama popping up nonstop in my ranked matches? I feel like I get that one more than I, any I other know. one. Like I literally had it banned for the longest time. I finally was like, oh, you know what? Let me unban it and ban forts because I'm getting a little tired of seeing forts every now and then. And then I literally go proceed to play like five Himanyama games in a row. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I've I know. Been donating them to you. Every I time I queue up for a rank, I get an option. It says, do you want Socrates to play Himanyama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Add that to the stack. Like I've queued up five again. It's now, like getting so. a plus two stack in a yeah. Uno. You just keep adding them on top of me. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Next oh, five man. games. <laughs> it feels like I get like that, or I'll get like one odd cliffside game. I don't think I've seen Dry Arabia in like I don't know how long anymore. I I I I'm like losing track of what else is even in the pool. I've got actually I say that, but like I've gotten Gorge a couple times. It just feels like him and Yamba has popped up far more than the others for whatever reason. Yeah. All right, that is round one. Uh, this should go a lot faster now that we're through. Uh, now we've got the really bad manner ones kind of left. So. We're up to the quarterfinals, back to the top here. Uh, these two are actually genuinely bad-mannered things to do. Uh, Laming Boar, still the number one seed. And then Mongol Landmark Hiding. Which of these is worse? I think there's some one arguments to have. One game, one, like, really, like, can actually make your opponent lose. Like, if someone's hiding landmarks, you can at least, like, you know you've won. They're just dragging it out. I will say but... I have had uh, someone make a wonder before. 
And then we could have won, but they hid their Mongol landmark, not next to the wonder. It was somewhere else. And we could have won. But we just could not find it. We had all the landmarks destroyed, but one. Oh, a great so, distraction. It was a great yeah. distraction. And we were pushing into the wonder. We were, and we were like kept sending scouts everywhere looking for it. And we thought it was next to the wonder. And then it turned out it was on the opposite corner. We were like, oh, my gosh. So I, I do have a special hatred for this. But Lang is far more frequent and like you're just denying 2000 food just like that. So this is probably a hot take, but I would actually say a Mongol landmark hiding is actually worse because laming the boar has some real applications, if that makes sense. Mm. Denying. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it's we're like we're not talking about those. We're talking about you're a Muslim Civ, you're not facing Rus, you're not facing Jin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still want to say Mongol landmark hiding. Just because it's like again, right? It, if if you think of how much time you're wasting your life on, um, I mean, we're playing a video game after all. Uh, you know, hiding the landmark is just like frustrating you can't find it you have to waste time just searching for the map where laming board is like well at least i can do a farm transition or something you know i, I see what you're saying one, one I think only I kind has in-game repercussions the other one is basically just i'm wasting your real lifetime because mm-hmm. i want to which is the true bad manner right if we're looking at what is bad manner like is laming the board lame totally should it be in the game maybe it should be adjusted but as it is right now it is a valid way to play and I guess so is landmark hiding, but like I, I definitely kind of see because one is I, I could see someone who's trying to lame boar. They're trying to still fight for the win, whereas the Mongol yeah. landmark hiding is just being mm-hmm. rude. Like it's just not conceding when you should concede. Yeah. Hence, you know, I would say Mongol landmark hiding is a little bit worse. I think I'm with Cow on this one. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, I think I'm I think I'm with you on that. <laughs> not not nothing against right? I just I just think you're right. I think alive. that's a good good uh good point. <laughs> Oh, good, Jones. <laughs> We're going Mel- Mongol landmark hiding instead. Are you, are you with this, Beal, or what do you think? Yeah. Uh, no, that's true. I mean, yeah, there's at least you are playing for a win with mm. Lemming Abor. It is like an obnoxious strategy, but it is something that actually benefits your opponent instead of... If we're talking about bad manners, then just delaying the game for both of you. Once you're out of position where you, the game should be over, but you're stretching it out is mm-hmm. much more of a bad manner thing. All right. I think we have a consensus then, even if Askled may or may not. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm with you there. Like, with uh, okay. as I said, okay. if, you, if you kill the boar as a Muslim Sif versus uh, someone who's not taking extra benefit from it or has actively pulled it against you. Yes, that's mean. That's like shitty. But hey, it's 2000 food. I'm not going to like. I am not playing at a level where it makes or breaks my game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that that uh, wins 4-0, four votes to none. All right. Um, next up. Oh, I was going to say on that, actually. I was going to say, oh, what was I going to say? Um, um, oh, I was going to say, sometimes it's kind of rude when your opponent uh, like won't concede when you're tearing down his base. And I've had people ask me, like, oh, this guy's dragging it out. Is he being rude? And I've had some games, uh, like like last night, I had that English into HRE. I ended up tearing down every landmark. He said GG, and then he let me, for the next like 15 seconds, continue tearing down his Palace of Swabia. And to me, I was like, I don't think this is bad manners. Right he said GG, he's conceding. 
but he's letting me have, I, I took it as he's letting me have the satisfaction of destroying his last landmark with my Rams that are mm. right there. And so I didn't feel like that was bad manner, even though my chat was saying like, well, is that being rude? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe he just was letting me have the satisfaction of tearing him down and get the landmark victory. You know, I, I well, but, but Mongo yeah, landmark so hiding is not that. Yeah. So I mean, seconds is fine. Yeah. He but, says GG and walks away. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing though. I mean, especially when it comes to esports, because uh, I was <laughs> the first half of this show. League of Legends, Counter Strike, Valorant, Overwatch, Rocket League—they don't allow you to surrender. That's that's a rule book thing in esports. Like you're not allowed to surrender. So <laughs> I, I think in RTS, I mean, of course, it's easier in an RTS, right? Because you just got to decide for yourself that you know it's GG, so you can just tap out yourself, right? But even even in League of Legends, like say you're ten thousand gold ahead, like you're knocking on the base door, you just want a team fight, like you still have to wait till they destroy your base. You still have to wait for um your opponent in Counter Strike to hit thirteen rounds, even though it's like thirteen to zero. Like you still gotta wait for it. Mm. Um and I think like that's kind of you know a bit of a maybe like a debate worth having to a certain extent, right? It's just like do you should we? Al- I mean, I, I think you should allow surrenders, but there is an argument to may- be made. Like, okay, should should you be allowed to surrender? Like, for example, if there's a sacred site victory going right, it's yeah. like the game is clearly over, but there's two left, mi- two minutes left on the sacred site timer. Might as well pull all of my villagers. Yeah, I mean, it's right. not going to work. Yeah. Everybody knows, but you're still just going to do it for the excitement, right? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the game and the genre because like with League of Legends and like MOBAs, those are snowball-y momentum focused games. Mm, Like you mm. can reach a point where it's like, no, there's nothing you could do. Um, Counter-Strike still has like the economy meta. So you're still in a worse position, but it's also every round is it is connected to other rounds, but they are fresh starts. They are discrete rounds. You can win a round down eco so you can still make that 13 to 0 comeback um if it comes down to it but there are like there's game states in league that it's just yeah yeah. not coming back from this i'm curious in professional league have there been like soft concedes where like a hero remain in the base and not fight futilely by the nexus not not as far as I'm aware of. I mean, it happens like it's like 10 seconds. The Nexus is left and they're just standing in the Nexus. Like if you respawn, but other than that, I don't think it happens a lot in at least not in like, you know, hmm. division, certain divisions and higher. Interesting. Yeah. Just curious That's if there was people who would just like basically, you know, I mean, get around that and well, like, I, I, think, I mean, the old, um, Top open, mid open, meta, basically. I mean, <laughs> but just in pro play, uh, no. I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad surrendering is an option. I mean, to me, like if I've got like ten seconds left on the sacred timer, just let it go out. Like I want to, I want to get yeah, the actual yeah. sacred time victory. Like I've had yeah, that, that, two that's the thing, before. right? And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I was about thing. to get that. Like, let me at least have that. Maybe I've got an achievement or some kind of XP I could get for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be that'd be nice, you know. And so I think it's nice to let your opponent do that if they're already that close. Um, and then there are times where like, if I'm playing a big multiplayer game, I don't want to have to take time to destroy like 
18. If they're all, I mean, imagine that you were playing against a team of four and they're all Chinese or Jushi players and they're all on Imperial Age with like eight landmarks each. I don't want to take the time to tear down every single one. I mean, that would just, that's yeah, just like yeah, way yeah. too much. Just, just concede, you know, just end the game. We don't want to waste our time. Life yeah. is short. So I, I could see both. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the bracket here. Uh, 12 and 13. We got Englishville rushing and then feudal stone walls. One's a strategy. The other one is shit. <laughs> it is also a strategy yeah, technically, yeah. but yeah. No, 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 no. It's not, not in tournaments. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. I think that's a, that's an easy four votes for none against. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No dissenting here. Right. Yeah. Feudal stone walls <laughs> suck. Honestly, I'm surprised they even still have them. Why have they not moved them into so, Castle Age only? Okay, I have a theory about that. They would need to remake some of the UI, and they would also need to remake oh. the hotkeys for it. Hmm, I see, I see. That's, like a, that's my conspiracy theory. I think you're right. I think you were exactly right, because lower-level AI likes to do a little circle of walls around their base, and mm. it's where the keys are it's q what is it q c or v or whatever it is for stone walls uh, no, q, QC. it's like w, i wouldn't know i don't w so it's like it's w it's, it's in feudal age so w like c or something like that wc or w -X, one of those. hot keys anyway for the, it's standard, know, for the standard agent on yeah i don't i don't know i don't use hotkeys for after castle let's be honest <laughs> dark age dark age uh hotkeys where yeah that's that's my gang um yeah, I, I bet that's actually exactly right, Cal. I think that I, I would be willing to almost bet money that it's already in the UI. They'd have to change the lower level AI UI and then, uh, or yeah, the AI and the UI. Wow, I, I, how many times can I say AI or UI in a sentence? No, I, I think that's right. Apparently, apparently a lot. A lot, but no, I, I think that's, that's, I'd be willing to bet money on that. That that seems like the right right reasoning behind it. But man, they should just, I should still just adjust it for human players at least like, or something. It's just, there's no reason I on ranked ladder, why we should have stone walls in feudal age. Like it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, now we've got these two coming up here. Number three seed going against number six seed saying GG before your opponent surrenders or walling in your teammate. So I, I've got thoughts. First of all, Walling in your teammate is probably more like just bad griefing than anything else, but you're also hurting yourself. You will probably lose the game by doing so. Like your, your odds of losing are going to go up massively if you take the time to wall in your opponent. Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah. That yeah. Someone, yeah. When you do that, you don't care about the game. I guess yeah. that's, yeah, you have no, reason, no business playing the game. Um, it's also far rarer than saying GG before surrender. Because the odds of me ever encountering like being walled in by a teammate are pretty much zero to none because I don't play with randoms on online. Like, yeah, same, same, yeah. And so I just feel like it's so rare. And if someone does that, you just report them like, like, hey, this guy's not playing in the spirit of the game. And they might actually take action on that because it really is a bad manner thing to do. Um, the only time I would ever consider doing that is if I was playing like with my like maybe if I was playing with like my family and like just in a custom game, maybe I would consider doing that just, just to be silly. Like that's like one of those situations where like clearly you're not being serious about the game, but like on a ranked ladder, especially like I, I that that's pretty egregious to do, but I don't see it happening very often. I, I feel like those people are going to get reported and probably taken care of. Whereas saying GG before surrender is something I feel like we have all encountered multitudes of times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> One of the other, you can just quit game. The other one is like, if you, I mean, you can quit game, but then you lose mm -hmm. a little bit more than just your elo. 
Right. With the walling in, like, you know that, like, okay, I'm just walking away. Like, that's it. When you still haven't completely lost when someone says GG before surrender. It's like, I don't know, you can keep going. Um, Still... I don't know. Teammate walling in the teammate is so egregious. It really is. It's like almost like beyond bad mannered and just it's right. on its own category of just griefing. Yeah, no, I, I would still have to say saying GG before surrenders. All right, Cal votes for that one. Ask Glad, what do you think your vote is for? I think one is just not applicable in the category, so we'll just go with uh, the GG. GG before surrender. All right, Bill, you on the same? Same boat with that one, or what are you thinking? Oh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it depends on how we're describing bad manners versus just flat-out griefing. And if this is just a tier list for bad-mannered things, then yeah, saying GG is a bad manner thing to do. Walling in a teammate is just, you are, you're on a different level. Yeah, you're just griefing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a move. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why are you even playing this game then? Like, saying GG before surrender, at least you're play, you played the whole game to get to this point. You're being a jerk now, but like, you're still playing by the rules. Walling a teammate, just, if anyone who's ever like thought of actually doing that, just don't. Like, it's just, it just ruins the game for everyone. You're just being a troll. So I think we'll yep. leave walling the teammate in the dust here and say that saying GG, and it happens more often to have someone say GG before surrender. So we'll say that that one wins. It is more uh, in line with just being bad mannered. All right. Um, here's another interesting one. Spamming taunts in chat. Number 10 seed going against number two walling and deleting. I should just have to put deleting the shore fish. Deleting shore fish wins for me. I, I'm going I'm I'm to score it up and see how we, 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 we go on this one here. So yeah, I'm also unsure. Like now are we our exploits is that a bad manner thing because like spamming taunts is like definition of doing something bad manner walling off shorefish is just using exploits so here's where i'm torn both of them is in the game one of them you can disable the other one you can't mm-hmm Yeah, pretty much. Fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say walling of shortfish. Alrighty, I. Think but I I'm... really want to say spamming taunts in chat. Here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll have uh, uh, Bill. Where were you voting? Were you voting wall off shortfish, or what were you? Where were you? I thinking? mean, giving consideration to spamming taunts just as a bad manner thing. But if we'll say if we are a three to one vote here, exploits to uh, destroy shortfish. I mean. It doesn't get more bad manner than bad that. Manner action. Yeah. That's a real bad manner action with kind of nefarious intent. Like, I mean, someone dropping a dock at around three, around like on him and Yama and then just deleting it and not losing any resources, but the little bit of idle time for the villager. That's, that's just not good. That's just, uh, yeah, that, that takes it. Although I would say saying GG before surrender, uh, or sorry, spam, spamming taunts in chat is pretty bad mannered uh, that's getting up a uh, special consideration for that yeah, one. yeah but it's but, but here's the problem like spamming taunts right it's good bad manner right yeah yeah like it's in, in moderation i think it is a very fun and interesting part of the game spamming it or you get to the point where you're just like constantly spamming dash 11 dash 11 dash 11 I mean, it's just like please stop like that's such yeah, a yeah yeah that that it definitely has a, like a spectrum right like a little bit of like taunting it's just kind of that's good it's in good fun you know like that's expected but then it could be abused 
And you don't want to have to do it to the point where your opponent has to like literally block you so they can't have to hear you anymore. Like that, that's that's a bit too much. But I would still say walling off shorefish because of the exploitative manner and just how rude it is. Like just how rude do you got to be to do that? Like that's just oh, that's just not nice. I think that one does take it still. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, we're almost done here. We're almost done. We've got Mongol landmark hiding going up against feudal stone walls. Hiding because of intent. Hiding because of the intent. Interesting. Because I was leaning towards uh, feudal stone walls, but when people just don't know better. I don't I like mean... that it's in the game, but it's in the game. I can see where Askeladd's coming from. I, I, I do see where you're coming super from. Super low, yeah. Low. Like it doesn't super matter. Like one of these is egregious across all skill levels. The other one is more BM at uh, higher levels, you know, above platinum. Above essentially, mm, is going to be really yeah. Where it's at. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually well, so I, I like that. Entirely convinced that it's super effective to go early stonewalls because Rams have been buffed now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's also a thing, right? If it's like if you do the calculations, basically on. Um, Especially like I, I did them a while back, right? When it's like the Shuganu onto Stonewall into your base strategy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you've invested like 350 resources into your stone. You've now pulled villagers and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you've researched battering ram and made a ramp, which is now cheaper as well, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I guess, and I guess then, and that's kind of why I have it. Why I, it's so hated to me is because I know it's not going to work. It's ne- it's just going to delay the game and make it annoying. Like and that's kind of why I, I I feel like I have to consider it a little bit too. Because obviously, like Stonewall, it's it's like so a lot of these strats that are annoying don't often give you a huge bonus. Like barbecue rushing doesn't give a huge bonus to the Chinese player. More often than not, I win those games where it happens because I know how to react to well, it. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of HRE these days. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey. But, yes. yeah, but yeah, like again, right? Mongol landmark hiding, for example. I mean, it's a bit better now, but you can still hide them, for example, inside of a um, a self forest or yeah, yeah. One of them, you could argue that the player is trying to actually like win, and the other yeah, like, just yeah. Like on purpose. Yeah, like feudal stone walls are annoying. I think I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that at all. Um, we definitely would like that to be changed, but yeah, it definitely feels like. Like there, it feels like more often it's either be a lower level player or someone who just is trying to be cheeky with it. But Mongol landmark hiding is really just like, dude, just give up the game. Come on. All right, I think we're in a we're in agreement. Then. Yeah, yeah. Having flashbacks to uh, when stone towers and stone walls were cheap enough and futile that people would rush you and like. Uh, uh, yeah. China, I wonder what they're gonna do. Oh, there's a stone yeah. wall in front of my base. Just absolute like yeah. PTSD. I remember the right first now. time I was on Hill and Dale playing as HRE and an English this Japanese or not start Japanese, it would have been a Chinese player walled in the whole front of my base with stone walls. And I was just like, really? Really? I ended up winning that. I ended up barbican rushing him. Or not barbican, I went burger rushing him and just it was actually a lot of fun, but it just was one of those fr- it was so frustrating in the moment. I was like, really? Come on. Just play the game while yourself in or something. Built a stonewall tower like twice in the game. Yeah, and one of those games was an, was a ladder match where I was had no business of winning that because my opponent was toying with me at some point. We were we were already an imp in thirty minutes in. I was building a stonewall 
the tower in front of his base as I was trying to raid him, like like as an afterthought to deny his gold there. Because I didn't have the resources to get the outpost because I didn't have wood. Well, what's the deal with yeah, stone he, wall he towers anyways? What's the deal with those? I feel like no one makes them. Are they just I, I feel like I've never actually looked at them that much. Are they just really lame? Do they just not work well? Are they just like, too expensive? Are they too powerful? Like no so, one uses them. Surprisingly, they have a place in the game, which is definitely a hot take. Um, but you got to remember boiling oil works on them. Oh, well, boiling oil has been pretty well nerfed, too. Amazing. <laughs> that, that's it. That, campaign. Yeah, pretty much. So, you just, yeah. so is it just that they're not very good? Is that kind of just what it is? Well, they used to be better. They did get hit with nerfs because of just how oppressive it was on the ladder. Mm. They used to have so much HP and were doing so much damage. That it was, well, yeah. The, the amount of effort required to just uh, tear them down was way too much. Also, they killed rams. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that was a problem as well, right? It was like you, you pulled a ram to, to kill the thing that is making you make a ram, and it's like it just kills the ram. <laughs> so it's like, great, what now? Make another one. Another one. Time Yay. for trebs. Yay. Nope, here comes the springles. Oh, there goes my treb. You're in feudal age. You're in feudal age. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that would suck. Okay. Okay. I just feel like it's like a thing I've just never looked at. Like, if I'm ever playing like uber late game, I'll add them in just to be silly. But it's always me being silly with it. Like, I just like, all right, let me just add some towers because it's funny. Like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, it, it's fair play if your opponent is Mongol landmark hiding. You're allowed to build stone towers. <laughs> All right, um, here comes. Oh, these two are very, very difficult for me. I'm really curious where we'll end up on this. Um, the third and second seed kicking off here. Third seed saying GG before you have surrendered. Going off against deleting shorefish. Still think it's the shorefish. I, I'm going to say saying GG before surrender. Ooh, we got one and one split right now. Ask God, what, what are you thinking right now? That's, that's hard. Like one is a mechanic that shouldn't be in the game. The other one is just uh, clearly ill-intentioned, mean-spirited. But could no, you not so say I'm, going, I'm going with the shortfish. No, ask that. No. <laughs> So what what you what do you need to do to be a professional troll is uh, use palisade walls to delete the shorefish, then type GG to your opponent. <laughs> oh no no no! I mean, okay, if you want you to be a real, help. if you want to be a real <laughs> asshole, like you just do everything on this map. Just do everything, or just everything in the package. Yeah, just do I, everything here. I almost yeah, want to see compiled a list for trolls. Can to, you to imagine? Just study that and be like, can we please not release yeah. this? Yeah. Right, so so here's here's the game plan. Okay. You dark age tower rush with the English villagers. You then, as a safe measure, you wall off all the shoreland fish. Then you age up with the gold from your opponent. Uh, by and then after you've aged up, you stonewall them in, and as well as that, make sure to kill all of the sheep he's bringing back in. After that, you start stonewalling. And then if he tries to move out on the map, you got to make sure to lame his boar. You then go castle into a forward keep drop. And if that doesn't work, then you start to Berkshire drop him. 
all the yeah, while man, you're spamming gg like, in the chat and a bunch of taunts yes 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 exactly perfect mm. we're Many also feet. building siege towers and like riding stuff with walls on the map right <laughs> that that has a thing right that is an important part yep that yep. is a very important part if you write something on the map in walls i you know what i don't think that's bad manners I've done that in custom games when KP is like watching on his community stream. So I've done hi mom, hi dad, and um, yeah, you know, just my just, wife just did that. Sure. My wife, Rini Rue, she does not play the game very much. Like she, she's not very. I mean, she she would maybe be like a, a silver one, maybe a bronze three. Like that's where she's at. Um, we were doing what, a free Whammer League is a thing. Uh, she she wouldn't even be able to go. No, no legends is a thing. She would be like, but she's like not even on the charts. Like she uh we were in a free-for-all i was doing a community free-for-all me and like everyone who's in my stream at the time it was like a good eight of us she was in there she outlasted me because no one would push into her all she was doing she was in dark age for so long she put all of her english bills on wood and she was just writing stuff with walls she made little hearts you know, around like sacred sites she like was riding hello welcome like on around her base then when i died she took a bill went over and wrote ha ha on my base with the see i get again with the spamming taunts that is good bm that is <laughs> yeah, very very amazing good it was so funny. I, I could not believe that. They'd know what, she just was in a good little spot where there's tons of wood and just no one touched her for like 40 minutes. <laughs> really funny. So again, back to my arguments. Um, the, the thing I'm saying is like why walling of shoreline fish, like, yeah, it's BM, but it's on the same level as Laming Boar, right? It's like, it's annoying, but you're, especially on Himayama, right? It's like, yeah, you lost 2,000 2, food. It's not the end of the world. Well, if you say GG before surrender, it like invokes this feeling inside of you. That's just like a burning passion. It's like, nah, now we're wasting both of our times here, buddy. And it's on you. I mean, uh, well, say the map is canal and uh, you've got a dock out. You've made some fishing ships. And then all of a sudden, two palisade walls line the rivers. Um, I mean, uh, I also feel like I mean, they're not building rage if someone put a dock and like erased all the fish on the map. I'd be pretty upset almost as much. I, I'd be just as inflamed by that as the GG. Because the nice thing is like saying GG before surrender, like, I don't know ah, if they do it early enough as a way you could go back and win it. But if it's really late, it just kind of stings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, OK, you know what? I, I actually I think I agree with cow and this is why, because uh walling off the shore fish i can still win the game and then i can do that and then i can rip this guy a new one and say you're lame your strat is lame i still won you wasted your time whereas saying gg before surrender especially if it's obvious i'm about to lose it's just like why do you have to be that way like i'm already losing i was gonna tell you gg when i surrendered in a second and now you're just being like a jerk about it and then especially like usually it follows easy like not too long after you know and it's just like there's no reason to be that rude like you just won a video game like one round of it you're you're i can i can go on aoe4 world and see you've got a 49.7 win rate like you're clearly not winning more than like you know i, I think i'm with cow i think saying gg before surrender it just there's, there's a lack of sportsmanship in that to me whereas wong fish is reasoning on why i think the uh, shoreline fish is worse than the boar like the boar has some actual counterplay Mm-hmm. You you take well, some time to kill that so, thing can actually defend itself. You can take it before they do. But so with the shoreline fish, you invest into a dock, 
then you need okay you can also like shoreline fish sure you invest into a mill but still all they have to do is walk by drop down one blueprint and immediately move on there is nothing you can do so actually though you can block the dock with fishing ships we're really splitting hairs here now so (laughs) so your argument falls flat there because there is counterplay you just gotta have a ship out and you know actually be aware of it yeah but like i can just uh place uh, a wall close close to the shore and i don't need to delete it with the dock at all but there's still counterplay and i guess and i guess there may not be counterplay for the shore fish but i could still win the game overall like that to mm. me is like that opportunity to still yeah. win is huge. Like, I mean, because walling off and deleting shortfish usually happens in like first five to ten minutes of uh-huh. the game, right? And yeah, I might be a bit behind, but he's also deleting that opportunity for himself in the future. You know, mm. so like, like it is really also bad. I mean, yeah, it's that's true. Like, if you're because in my brain this happens on canal, so you've got your side. Can't hit me on aren't deleted. You uh, send uh, villager four lakes, over dude. there in like the two sides of the. Well, Four Lakes has at least deep water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it has deep water, right? So, um, but on canal, you can just go to their side, delete all their fish, and still have yours. I mean, you're at that point, you're inviting them to do the same thing to you. Mm, I'm not that's all. That's a fair solo. response. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sleep so low. Forget it. <laughs> No, we no, have no. I, I see that's that thing. I, if someone does something lame to me like that, I will start. I, I don't pull my punches back. Then is kind of the thing, you know. And, and then I'm then it's like on like it's like when someone kills my sheep, um, or does like something like particularly like or like instead of like I don't know. Sometimes people like will really try and target or do something silly to you, and it's like oh come on, don't do that. Like like there's like it's hard to describe, but sometimes you can tell when your opponent's trying to cheese you a little bit, and then it's like okay, it's on. Like that'll inflame me. But again, I think the biggest thing is. Usually this walling happens early enough that I could still recover the lost time. They do have to do a little bit of idle time to get that villager out there. It is pretty much free for them otherwise, but I could still win the game. Like, and that's just going to incense me to win and play harder, you know, because now you just have a fire under me. Yeah. I've got a counterpoint. Run the tape back because earlier on in this episode, you said somebody said GG uh, before they'd surrendered and you came back and won. That was that was an early, early, early GG. That was that was very okay. early. I, I'm thinking because I'm thinking if, if they're saying GG like and it's I'm clearly about to die. That's just yeah, like they're, they're, they're no saying GG while ramming your landmarks. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one yeah. thing. This I mean, it's I had one person ever like do a premature GG, but it was like literally like why are they I thought they were about to surrender. I was so confused and I realized it was like, no, they think I'm about to surrender. It was really silly. And then I went back and won it. And then I, I was really rude to him afterwards. Like, that's why you don't do that. But uh, but yeah, if, if they're doing what they normally do, that's like, it's clearly I'm losing. I'm about to type in GG myself and just surrender. And they do that. Like, it's like, it's like that arrogance behind it. You know, it's like the ha, GG jerk. It's like, no, don't, don't be rude. Like, let me accept the defeat on my own terms. You know, I think I'm waiting on that one. Count. Another counterpoint. Uh, people who haven't played this game that much, uh, who, who don't really know the etiquette around it. May just be like, oh, GG is something you say when the game's over. Uh, yeah, but, but they don't know the falling shorefish, deleting shorefish either, right? Well, I mean, that's more of a it's very a obvious, mechanic. like, exploit, I mean, exploit. Yeah, I, I think also like one of the things is like the developers can fix one of them, right? 
hypothetically a way to maybe in like three years like (laughs) this technology isn't there yet um this is tough because i i'm sitting here looking at both and i i i vehemently hate both of these this is the real final this is the real final (laughs) yeah this is the real final right here um hiding a mongol landmark doesn't have like doesn't hold a torch to these um, mm, it's still up there. It's it's still up there. Yeah. It's still so up I mean, there. We, yeah. we basically have to argue until someone changes their mind. Is, yeah. that, is that it? I, I'm like, <laughs> That's the problem. Like, maybe we get Caleb is, in is here. Caleb Calamari. Yeah. There's Caleb. Yeah. Caleb, are you are you Someone there? Message, just someone message him real quick. <laughs> I'm actually I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> we need a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker. Caleb. Shoot. I mean, let me just let me find it. Let me find to do message. Okay, we need you to help. <laughs> Artemis is online. Oh, we could get. Oh, she's not online. Tim's, dang, Tim's dang. playing. We could ask him live on stream. Oh, li- live on stream. We're doing it right yeah. now. Everyone, find Tim. We're, we're doing Tim. He he'll he'll tell us what's worse. He's got such great opinions. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this on like our podcast. Let me open up Twitch. Uh, when you when you cut the video, can you like uh, edit in his response? I'm gonna uh, clip it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in this Twitch. Uh, you, uh, you might uh, actually even hear this here in a second. Okay, I brought up the stream. Stupid question, but why did you? Right, not I don't know, can you guys hear that at all? Yeah. Um. Okay. Hand, hand. Oh yes, ask him there. Maybe because of all the Gazis that he had out, but that could have been a good idea. Saying GG. That could have been a good surrender. Idea. Need to solve an argument. Okay, Askeladd, Socrates, and Beal just ran in here, and I know they're doing <laughs> the extra sheep podcast match we right now. Turn the music off so, too, what's your question? Uh, did she have a match? She did. She played Tam this morning. And she went to. Uh, He's gonna say deleting fish. What's worse, deleting shorefish or saying GG before surrendering? <laughs> what's worse, what? saying GG before surrender? Oh, so man. like, I'm losing and then I GG. It's. I mean, whatever the question is, it's definitely shorefish. Ah, uh, he's saying shorefish. Okay, it's definitely because shorefish is like, you're deleting that <laughs> and laming that. That's illegal. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have our answer then. <laughs> I don't think you. I. I, I, I don't no, think no, 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 no. I. I'm going to keep it. this one. No, no, no. We're not putting context here. Let's just leave it at that. Uh-huh, and I not win. leaving context into who's GGing and what. Now I want to hop back in. What is he saying now? Is yeah. he... He's saying boarfish, shorefish, laming are. Or, sorry, boars, param- shorefish. Paramount. I like okay. the boarfish. The boarfish. Yeah. <laughs> boarfish, <laughs> shorefish. Right. With the addition of Tim for Tim and his probably copyrighted music, um, we are playing with it's 100% copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> okay, and that leaves us now with uh, one last one. We, we already know what the answer is. Uh, between Mongol landmark hiding and walling off shorefish, uh, what is it going to be? I think it's probably Wal- Mongol landmark hiding. Okay, so really? Faye, Faye has a hot take here just to get that argument back on the road. Uh-huh. Deleting fish isn't really BM. It's just being an asshole saying offensive GG is actual BM. Yes. Thank that you, is, Faye. That is okay. where okay. Okay. it's coming from, ever, right? I don't That's think I've ever said from. that. Yeah. All right, but we asked Tim. Yeah, we, we asked Tim. Tim. Not Faye, so sorry if your opinion does not right matter here. to us. Uh, <laughs> no. So I think that the moral of the story is that these are both very egregious things. Do not do either of these things. They're just rude. It's just unless your opponent is already initiating the rudeness first. Like I, I'm the kind of person like I'm very courteous and kind. The moment they aren't, then I'm like it's free game. I'm gonna do whatever I want to you. Uh, 
I, I, I'm We're coming leave. for you. Gotta leave walling offshore fish, I guess. Uh, so then, Mongol landmark hiding versus walling offshore fish. You're saying cow Mongol landmark hiding? Yes. Okay. Okay. The same argument as before. I have to stick to my shore fish. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, uh, are you are you sure about that? Like, are you sure about that? A waka. That's why I hate having cow here, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're having too much fun today. Uh, Beal, where are you at on this? Are you, are you, are you still a shorefish guy? Did we lose it's Beale? fine. Well, can now, to be consistent, I got to think about... I think it might still be shorefish. At least... I don't know. The, the Gigi thing... Yeah, it's, it's bad-mannered, but... At the end of the day, it's not costing me another, like, five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mongol landmark hiding does that, right? Does that though? Yeah, Mongol landmark does that. So, like the the only thing you got to do is like spread out your units as much as possible, spam a couple of scouts, and just try to check out every single part of the corner, right? And I would argue that's worse than having your shoreline fish deleted. Oh, this is such yeah, a tough debate. Yeah, because like I'm thinking, so someone says GG to me early. Yeah, it pisses me off. But hey, you know, we're done. Like 30 seconds later, on to the next thing. Mongol landmark hiding. Like, okay, I'm stuck here. Now there's no way in hell I'm going to surrender out. Uh, I've got to finish this one. So I'm here for another five minutes. Um, Walling shorefish. It. Depends because sometimes, yeah, you don't want to like let that be the reason that you just immediately are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not playing this out. I'm, I'm done here. Ah. Yeah, like the, the let thing myself with... get persuaded this time around. I think this has more merits than the the last argument. Oh come on, that's interesting because I almost lean more towards the walling shorefish off than I do Mongol landmark hiding. Than I did with GG. Like, GG like, makes like, me more angry. I mean, it's like, just a waste of time. The other thing is just a, it is a, okay, when I say bad manners, that's probably sending the wrong message here. <laughs> but, uh, but like, the, the one thing is just Mongol wasting Landmark, my real life time for no yes, reason. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, you have the win in your bag because you're like, I mean, uh, to, ma- to make the argument of like, it's a valid strategy to a certain extent to like play like devil's advocate it's like okay yeah you're you're buying yourself time with the mongol landmark hiding but if you've resorted to hiding your landmark sure if 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 you're if you're actively like if you're in the position that your win condition is hiding your landmark you're pretty dead already the uh because he would play and hide his landmarks inside of wood lines but uh, he'd also hide stables inside of wood lines and just generate a million scouts and try to go for the landmark snipe. No, go away, Kenki. I don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I feel like there is kind of a point where maybe in a big team game, let's say like it's a 4v4, right? And let's say that you're a Mongol player and you just happen to be spawning like right in the front where you have no walls and you're kind of on the edge and your opponent, like all four of them are kind of crashing into you and you got to pick up your landmarks and then hide them in the corner and go away. And the rest of your teammate has to kind of pick up the slack for a bit as you rebuild. That has more merit because yeah, you but, can still but, win the game. Yeah, then you're playing as intended, right? 
if uh-huh. that makes sense. Like you yeah. Mongols, right? You're 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 going away basically and just like finding a new place to live. Kind of. You're a nomadic too, but you know, actively delaying the game. I, I guess there's a difference between I, having your. I guess there's a difference between packing up your landmark and replacing it somewhere else, as opposed to having it just packed up in the pack, hiding in a stealth force in the corner. Well, I yeah. think that's what the yeah, the, yeah, yeah that's, that's the what question really, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just we... thinking of past sins I have committed is all I'm thinking about because I have done the thing <laughs> where I packed up, moved into a little proxy base somewhere else, tried to rebuild, maybe get enough to kind of like get behind the base and raid. I didn't win that team game, but I, I was trying to do something. But it would definitely not just pack up. But yeah, packing up and just leaving it in a corner. I think I got to go with Mongol landmark hiding. Because again, I, the same arguments I gave to Shorefish before is I, it doesn't win or lose the game right there. It's super bad mannered. But it's at least I can see someone's trying to do it competitively and they're trying to win the game still. They may not intend that to be more than just resource denial, like any other resource denial, even though it really shouldn't be a thing. Whereas landmark hiding is just so egregious. You can switch into something else like just, okay. I guess I'm not going water and still have like a fun time with the rest of the game Uh where you are having zero fun hunting down those Mongol landmarks. It is not interesting at all. Uh, I think we got yeah. a majority yeah. then. I think there's three of us at least on Mongol landmark hiding. Are you still sticking with Yeah, uh, I'm sort of uh, torn here. I don't think I have a vote this round. We'll call it a 3-1 decision. We'll call it a 3-1 decision, I think. I think that Mongol landmark hiding wins the bracket um, officially. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Cow. Uh, your, your pick goes the distance there. <laughs> Um, yeah, this was, this was fun. This is the first time we've done a bracket on the show. I think I liked that. It was funny that we grabbed Tim to help break our stalemate with the oh, fish. <laughs> Next oh, time, maybe. <laughs> Next time, maybe have an odd number. Yeah, that would, that would, that would. I have to clip it. I have to clip it from the VOD. That's pretty great. I'll have to go uh, back and watch that. That's really funny. All right. Let's. Uh, Lamp, Mongol Landmark Hiding uh, wins it. It beat, it beat Laming the Boar to get here, too. Yeah. Um, so. That says something. Leaving the boar really should have gone the little farther. That's kind of how these brackets tend to work, though. Leaving the boar would have been like top three most hated, I think, or top four, top five at least. Uh, I mean, over, there's a reason uh, you just face some double elimination. Yeah, I'm yeah, just and, and a double elimination bracket. Saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to be here all day, is all. You know, I know you guys got to get to sleep. You, you, you Europeans way out there in the east have to, you know, get some sleep sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the double elimination bracket. Now. I think it's safe to say that uh, laming the boar would be a lot farther in than than this. So if you guys are upset by any of these, uh, I'll, I'll post the link to this image. Uh, you guys might be upset by how unfar some of these things went. But keep in mind, it was a single elimination bracket. I tried seeding it as best I could. Uh, these are the results. But yeah, Mongol landmark hiding. That is pretty rude. Don't do any of the things on the list. Okay, don't do any yeah. of these things past the no, quarterfinals. No, some of these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, some of them is fine. Barbecue rush, that's fine. Yeah, barbecue rush, fine. Type, any of the fine. things that are in the semifinals and above, never do. Just just never. Like anything that... If you want to have a special place in Socrates' heart, do all the things we said is a valid strategy against them. I, I don't yes. hate... I, I don't yes. like being barbecued rushed, but I don't... I'll specifically Q-snipe you just to do oh, this. Oh, gosh. I don't think I'm high enough <laughs> ELO right now. I've been playing randoms. I Okay, can we talk about... Actually, I want to talk real quick. People have been saying that, like... People are giving me some weird excuses, but I have noticed that a lot of people have dropped a lot of ELO recently, myself included. I was sitting... At, for, for starters, at the beginning of this season, I was ranked into... Uh, I got My placements put me into gold two. Which I was like, that's a little below what I usually am at. I'm usually sitting at gold three to plat one uh, up until this season. Then I was able to do a couple of really good win streaks. I grinded out and I got up to diamond. Was almost diamond two at one point. 
and I was kind of holding around Diamond One for a while. Uh, for a good two and a half weeks, I was Diamond One. I was playing those cheating suits, guys. I was playing Ayubits, yeah. I was playing Roos, and I was uh, mixing in, I don't know I'd mix in a Japanese game, I think. Uh, I was about um, to say if you said Zuji there. Whew. No, no I, I, I am vehemently mm. anti-China when it comes to playing Sips. I do not like Zuji. That's my, I, I do not like them. I, I feel like it's very important to precise when playing Sips on that, that, that statement. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yes. I am not xenophobic. I am... <laughs> <laughs> or if I am, I am not going to be that outwardly about it. That's for sure. No, no, I'm not. The people of China are great. I'm sure they're all wonderful people. I am. Uh, honestly, yes. it's the honestly, like, in the game. Please don't know. Cow, honestly, bad cow. No, no, no. I had a really funny interaction with Louis. He said uh, when during Slapfest, I was talking with him in DMs and he said, there are so many games to review. Give me a minute. So he, he was spending all of his time and he was delayed on actually like meeting up for the match he was supposed to play because he was like busy reviewing games. And mm. I don't know. That's funny. This like, is like, come on. But yes. So let me specify yeah. again, just in case it's abundantly clear. It's the civilization <laughs> in game I am vehemently yeah. angry <laughs> and against. Uh, the people of China, like, I mean, geopolitical problems. There are some issues between the United States and China. Like, that's an issue. So I mean, maybe, I, maybe I can say comfortably, I don't love the government of China, but the yeah, people Patreon subscribers uh, get this full rant. Yeah, uncensored. Yeah, yeah. Nah, me, <laughs> besides that, I'm sure the, the people of China, nice culture, very great. Um, nothing against them. I'm starting to sound like Trump when I say <laughs> that. I'm thinking the whole <laughs> just to move on. Move it all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, so back to my point. Um, I was sitting around Diamond One playing the cheating shivs, uh, except for two she's. I was playing a Ubids and some Roos, and eventually uh, I suddenly just went on a huge losing streak. I was sitting in Diamond and comfortable, and I was in games, winning about half the games, losing half the games. You know, I was feeling comfortable where I was at. Uh, then I took a dive, and, I, and part of it's my fault. I started playing different sieves and wanting to kind of branch out, and so I took a big nosedive. But I noticed I'm not the only one. I know. Was it around when the patch hit? I think it was right mm. before the patch hit. Uh, it was right before and it's continued no, 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 did anyone else play Ottomans against you after that like, yes <laughs> actually as a matter just, of fact a yes curious question there the answer is yes I have come across a lot more Ottomans players but I've noticed a lot of other people like even 10-4 Tim took I mean uh, we just had him we just <laughs> even he took a dive dude for a while he was down to like almost down to gold himself he was down to plat one for a while uh and he was like, man, I'm losing a lot. And he's, he's I think, grinded, grinded back up to conquer again. So he kind of, he can fluctuate a lot better when he plays the Sibs he's good with. But I, I've noticed a lot of people took a bit of a dive. Um, and everyone's telling me, oh, well, you know, the player base just got a lot better. And I'm like, what? Not in a matter of like two weeks. So what, well, do, you, what do you guys think? It's okay. Am I the only one? It's not just me, right? <sighs> I mean, uh, I mean, I've also like tanked my helo recently, but I'm that's just because i played like crap recently uh although i did like switch and start learning the japanese so the new civ i think that's my problem i started learning a new civ and that's i think i I think one of the reasons is maybe like i I don't have any data to back this up but it would be interesting to see like the alleged time period you were talking about like how does that coincide with guides and such being released 
Hmm. That would be really interesting. That would take a lot of uh, mining and stuff for me to. Yeah, because like if, if that's the case, right? If like a lot of you know, pardon, pardon my uh, my wording here, but like the casuals, right? If they you know were watching a lot of beastie guides or something like that that came out around at the time, right? Which you know they are good guides for all intents and purposes. Like if that happened, and then you know those were then being played more, they were then bad into or. Uh, your civilization was really bad into them, for example. Mm-hmm. Could be something along those lines. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, obviously, part of it is now. Now I'm just kind of accepting the fact that I'm sitting in like high gold, low plat right now because I'm playing random civs. So I'm I'm really kind mm. of just forcing on myself. If I really wanted to grind out a Ubids a lot, I'd probably get back up to high plat. I think pretty easily. Um, but yeah, it's I've and everyone was telling me in the chat like, oh, yeah, I think the skill play base of the players has just gotten so good. And I was like, it doesn't change that fast. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's because I would say the difference is uh, I used to see just a million Zushi games all the time. Like everyone was playing Zushi I mean, and I was losing my mind. Now it's yeah. Ottomans. It really is like every other game is Ottomans now. Um, so it is interesting. But, so I actually had a very interesting theory that I'm still like waiting for, but it started to come out a little bit. Which is China is going to get a lot higher win rate, like very, very shortly. Like base China? Yeah. I could see that. Clock Tower, Clock Tower, yeah. Just because Clock Tower is so busted. And I think a lot of the reasons why people haven't taken advantage of it, because the people on the ladder, a lot of players playing competitively in that middle sort of intermediate level play just take a look at the win rates and see oh who's got the highest win rate oh oh china's at the bottom of the list i'm not going to try them out uh even though their clockwork nest of bees are insane with this patch uh well that was part of how i jumped up really i mean i had like a the longest (laughs) i ever did i mean i was in gold too and i climbed up to like mid plat uh the push for diamond was a lot afterwards it was after actually the nerfs from ayubids i think um because they had the hot patch that changed the way the Ubits work. But I was playing a Ubits. I, I was I was trying to play Japanese at first. And I did my placements with them and didn't do well. And I was like, I'm not feeling the sieve. Uh, I had played a lot of Abbasid the season before. So I was like, I'll try a Ubits. And that was right when I I, I just kind of saw a basic build of kind of like, well, there's the, the gambling wing is a kind of a thing. And so I started doing that and I had massive success with it. And then when they made changes, I just kind of moved it over and went to the Dervish wing or the Advancement wing instead. And then aged up the castle and have been Gulam rushing more or less. It's kind of the strat I like to play. Uh, and I, I, I literally, when I do the gambling thing, I was kind of, I think I was ahead of the curve and I felt it because I was shooting up the ladder like faster than anything. And I just was like, uh, the timing was just so strong. And even after the changes, I was able to push up into diamond even after they got rid of the gambling wing. And it was, it's the other wings now that are more viable. Um, so I wonder if it's just a matter of like the certain sieves or just, you know, you maybe certain like China might be like a really good sieve. I've seen it pop up more or less a couple of times now and it's been pretty good. So I, it's interesting to see how some civs, if you can get ahead of the curve a little bit, you really can kind of ride that up. And right now, everyone's oh, yeah. on the Ottomans train, like full stop. And, it, and no wonder why. Like, it's so good. I mean, their only, oh, weak, I their only weak point is literally like four minutes to six minutes in the game. Like, that's their only point where yeah. they're vulnerable. And very few civs can do anything about it. I never properly left the Ottoman train, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you can claim the, uh, claim the moral high ground uh, that you've been there yeah. for the dark days. Oh, they've always been so, pretty good, though. I mean, there, was, there were no dark days. Yeah, so I don't know why. Days. <laughs> but, I mean, again, right, it's like when it comes to China specifically, they're like the best hybrid map. 
massive. Yeah. I mean, them and Mongols, right? But people just permaban them on that, right? You just don't want to. Just, you just don't want to play hybrid maps, right? It's the average average AOE four player doesn't know how to play water at all, right? So, mm-hmm. see, Carl, yeah. I've I've cast a War Chief Club yesterday, and Beastie actually beat China with Delhi. So Delhi is clearly overpowered on hybrid. <laughs> Who was his opponents? Core. <laughs> Delhi is sneaky good though uh, too. Delhi is one yeah, of those things sneaky good, but on hybrid, yeah. Uh, but the feudal pressure—if you can really put it, the feudal pressure—I could see them if they didn't go water, really making it tough. I'm not Nacko sure. Wasn't, did, wasn't feeling well, and he played some really yeah. janky all-in. It could definitely have worked against, against a weaker BC, opponent. Say, it, it was BC, a lot of fun to because Delhi is uh, one of those civs that's like sneaky good, and it's one of those civs that no one plays, but it's actually really good. Uh, they're feudal no, pressure. Hey, there's literally a Delhi infection in the letter. Everyone plays them on that map. Because <laughs> they're, you're because at, all I'm the high-ranking people call them S tier. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I say I don't <laughs> see anyone playing them as glad. I mean, again, again, I'm no longer up high in diamond and conch. I, I've been I've been relegated down to gold. So I'm, actually, no, I'm back into plat now. I'm back into plat. I need to get back up to high plat diamond though, but I'm seeing it so much. I'm seeing so much English again too. Uh, that's another set that I just feel like I'm every other game I'm playing English. It's English, Zushi, Ottomans, uh, and yeah, that, that's that's all I go against nowadays. The Zushi hype has died down. Ottomans plays weird because there's like weird schools and other macro you have to well, do. I mean, so you just play go back to English. Le- I mean, at the platinum level, like well, English. I think people are playing English because they're anticipating Ottomans. You know, I mean, that's, like that's the, also one, true. the one matchup that's really not in Ottoman's favor is going to be English. And it's because the longbow timing is hitting that window that I mentioned, like four to like that, that window of four to like six minutes is like right where you got to hit Ottomans in. They stop them before they get those mill schools up and they, they do it. They can manage it just really, really well with a longbow rush. Oh, yeah, this is an interesting patch. Some people aren't too happy about it either. No, I've uh, heard my fair share of people. This might that this might be the patch that people quit the game. Uh, Just because I mean, those are the seed traders. So yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I mean, with that, like, do we have a big patch? Uh, the big season-ending patch will be coming up here, and this is going to be a big update. Um, I wonder if they're going to be addressing siege again, or if they're going to be reworking it a little bit. Please. I mean, I think that's kind of the hope. I, I'm hoping that they've kind of seen that I, I don't think this patch has been very good as far as the siege rework i don't think it's been good for what the devs intended it to be i i don't i i don't know that i saw like sitting under keeps being a huge problem before especially at the level of i where i'm playing at anywhere from like mm. flat you know maybe it's a low diamond i didn't think it was that big of a deal like i didn't see a lot of stalemates um now i just feel like it's just age of mango i, I think one of the things that needs to be done is that Magonels and SWBs, like uh, we're combining them, right? Because they have the yeah, same yeah, place same, in the game. Same right? ability, yeah. It's like they, they need to reduce the health, but they also need to like buff the bonus damage versus siege that Springholds get. Yeah. It's then, then again, like they should probably increase the RAM health a little bit as well. Um, just because they feel like they're basically like just undo everything they've done. Not necessarily, but yes. <laughs> Well, no, but actually, um, yes, yeah. I, I mean, I guess but no, but maybe. Uh. 
but yeah also like the great great bombard for example it's like they need to reduce the health of that thing as well oh, right yeah, it's for like sure. if if you buff the sea, uh, sprinkles a little bit and also like nerf the the health of the great great bombard a little bit as well it's like you might find a pretty good decent middle ground there as well um Buff but as well, like, slightly nerf the MIA. Yes, please. Uh, here's the thing: it's like Culverins. Uh, I, I still don't understand why some civs have the Rebeldequin and why some civs have the Culverin. Yeah, and why some civs doesn't weird. have any of them. Yeah, the Rebeldequin is such a frankly dumb unit, except for in very niche points. Anyways, Rebeldequins uh, are amazing. The Rebeldequins is OP. What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, me and Asclad knows this one, but I, I guess yeah, like I heavy unit. I mean, yeah, but like, uh, I don't know. It is. It seems really weird that just wipe out a full don't. infantry stack army. Like, <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah, I just casted a game in Lel yesterday. Because can shred. Oh, and when they do, they they really shred. Right. They're just a really they wonky shred. unit, in my opinion. Like you, you see the Reboliquin, you have to pull back. That's it. You cannot fight this. Period. Yeah. Well, don't they take a lot of damage from ranged units? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, so you need ranged units. Play. Yeah. 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 But again, right that Guess what? Ranged units are really bad against when you're playing Siege anyway. Mango, <laughs> mango, 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 mango. Yeah, mango Rebaldequin mix would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no. Well, they should just give Culverins to every. I want to sleep so. tonight without nightmare. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just goes matter of that siege just isn't super fun to play with, right? Yeah. What is the what is the role of siege in the game? Like, how do you how do you balance around really high impact units that can delete? Masses of mass amounts of uh, army resources in just a blink of an eye. If it works on on water, because well, it's the entire plan on water. It there's only those units and uh, nothing else. Right. Mm. I mean, speaking of water, they need to just rework water. Well, water's <laughs> in a weird spot because they have a rock paper scissor, and it's the same for every sieve. And it's just uh, the rocket resistance is really odd. Right? Except, this last time. Yeah, except for Byz- except for Byzantines, which gosh, who knows what they're doing? That, that their Byzantines are weird. Yeah. And the problem is that it's it's basically whoever has more numbers wins. And whoever yeah. can better micro a little bit so wins. And it's, it's just, this is if you want another spicy take, they should add back spin to win sprinkle ships. <laughs> Ooh. So Remind me, that's when there were sprinkled encampments on like both sides of the ship, uh-huh. and if yes, change directions. Yep, fire from broadside or port. Okay. Yep. <laughs> mm, I'm thinking about that one. I'm thinking about that because that rewards higher APM play. Mm. I feel like Cow is a little biased here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. No, I think. No. I remember, I remember, no. I remember earlier, and he's like, "I like the clickety clack of the keyboard." I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that right now. I, I mean, since I mean, so the other day I was playing Stormgate, and I just looked at my APM counter, and I hit a, a highest APM of 528. My God! So 
So He's maybe yes, I I, <laughs> I like thinking Ain't buttons. That a okay, excessive over there. Good gravy. I'm sitting over. I'm sitting at like 150 on a good day. Oof. I was I like, he's playing RTS. He's like, there's not enough to do. Like light years ahead of us here. I that's one thing because I don't know how to get faster. I do not know how to get faster other than like you I get I, younger. Also, that was very rude, Cal. <laughs> what? The younger. Wow. I mean, I said it too. I'm three <laughs> like, years it's, older. It's I'm three years older. That's not that much. I'm not like in my seventies <laughs> here. Oh. Yeah, I like a whippersnapper. Well, I, I don't expect to get the five hundred, but like, I mean, I think there's it's reasonable to expect that I would. Get, I mean, it's kind of like a like a uh, what what is it? What's it like the? Oh, I forget what the math function is. Where there's kind of like a limit, and you don't ever quite reach it, but you kind of like start evening out after a while. Like it's kind of a big spike mm. at first, and it kind of starts slowing. Like you get small incremental gains. I feel like that's kind of what I could expect in my APM. Like I expect I would get better, 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 and it starts getting kind of harder and faster. Yeah, I, I, I've been sitting out. I mean, we, we were talking that like, I mean, American Jeremy can has like gold three and he's sitting with like a literally like a 30 APM, which I don't know how he does. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that's also something where it's just like, how are you not clicking a button at least every second? Yeah, he, he I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe he's just really efficient. That's what I've wondered. I, I really, yeah, really yeah. I mean, I, I'm terrified of what American Jeremy could do with 100 APM. Terrified. Absolutely <laughs> terrified. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant sitting... to call out people in the community, but uh, well, you've got Donardi there sitting on occasional Conqueror three games where he's not hitting 100 APM, which is impressive to me. I mean, he can hit 200 if he tries. Oh yeah, for sure. But but uh, then you've got uh, Hi Angelica, uh, who's sitting at casual 300 APM. Hi Cow, and uh, occasionally, well, still loses to Plats. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the thing. Is like, I, I, everyone puts a lot of emphasis on EPM, and like, uh, I don't know. It's like sometimes the extraneous clicks. Like, if you take away all the extraneous clicks from like the beginning of the game when you're just literally bouncing between your talent center and your one scout, like, like I mean, I'll, I'll mention Beastie. Like Beastie does this, where he just has like all like three different control groups on the one unit, and then like four control groups on his talent center. He's just like, I swear, he's just rolling his fingers down the number line, just going between the two. Like it doesn't really. I mean, just a uh, habit says, to build habit. speed. Also, that, you check yeah. you yeah. check your different uh, well points of interest repeatedly, yeah. so you don't miss them. Yeah, I mean, everyone says you know it's oh it's to keep the tempo going, and it's like I just feel like that would give me carpal tunnel to be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, it that, does. That also, there's <laughs> a trade off, right? You just gotta pick your person. But, I, I'll just stick with my 150 APM into my 60s. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's it's warmer. It, it's warming up, right? Like it's you can probably know this from real life, right? If you suddenly gotta start sprinting, it's a lot tougher, right? Instead of just starting with a jog mm-hmm. and then it's the same idea right if you like if you have your fingers ready that has been spamming one two three for a long time if you then have to start like heavily microing into a fight right so it's like okay there's a magnal shot you have to do the springles you got to micro your archers you got to micro your front line you got to make sure that your uh, horseman gets on their back line and it's like if you have to like jump from just like clicking occasionally to move your scouts to doing that it's really really tough hmm yeah, so, I used to play rhythm games and there's a concept called ghost stepping where you step more frequently so that when like there are faster runs of notes yep. that you need to hit, 
you're still at that same pace. You don't have to keep changing your internal tempo uh, throughout because that, that cool down, warm up, cool down, warm up. There's there's some uh, there's some efficiency lost in gearing up and cooling down. Hmm. Like I noticed this a lot when I play longer games. Not that I'm playing a lot these days, but when I was playing a lot, like when the game got more intense, like like ten minutes in, I sped up and I got way more efficient. You can actually tell it by the APM. Like I had an APM counter running, and when I was glancing at it while I had those uh, episodes, I was actually hitting two hundred fifty. Like that never happens to me. I should get an APM counter for my stream. That seems like a good idea. I'm curious why, because I I know like looking at AOE four world post the games, I sit anywhere from like anywhere from like 112 20 to about 100. I think I've capped at like 176. Is kind of where I sit at any given day. Usually I'm like at 140 is what I would probably say I'm sitting at on a good day. Um, so I'm wondering like what I need. I mean this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Maybe this people I'm sure people listening to the podcast probably thinking it too. Like what do you need to do to get faster? Like how do you get faster? Like what besides just playing more, which I've been doing for like a year straight now, and I have gotten better. Like, I feel like, how do I get better at microing units besides just like... There's, there's like actual, like for pure APM and getting getting into that rhythm, there's like actual like exercises you can do, like uh, swap between your town center and your scout. Like micromanage your scout. Don't send it on waypoints. Like uh, just swap to your scout and get into the habit of like uh, only sending him within one screen so you always have control over what they see. Like that is mm. that is an easy one. That's a good idea. I definitely am a, one of those queue up all around the map kind of guys. Ah, interesting. Dude. Cool. I know. I know. Oh, I got I got some bad habits. I know. I need to make it better. <laughs> it's it's not a bad habit. It's just like different way of doing things. Yeah. And then as well, and you I'm might miss the occasional sheep. Now have I traumatized you? Yes. Yes, you have. <laughs> I, you know how I feel about sheep, Asquad. Uh. Need to clunk him on the head and eat their insides. Uh, I want the sheep. I love that bell. They're, I've said it so many times, but the sound of those bells, especially also, I, I know they're working on this, but I have noticed too. Uh, actually, I, I, uh, the sheep have been very clumpy lately. Have you, anyone else noticed that? I know they mentioned that on some maps they're working on spreading them out more, but I have noticed some big patches of sheep where like there's like a group of five, like a herd of sheep, uh, especially on like Golden Pit. I think this is a big, uh, probably one of the more, I'll say, egregious examples of this where, uh, you can't scout the middle of golden pit like it's just worthless and there's no sheep there all you know there's you know there's going to be gold so you got to pick a side either clockwise or counterclockwise and just go for it and sometimes you don't find a lot but sometimes you get like groups of five like, i i seriously five sheep at times i wonder yeah. what they'll do sheep has uh, sheep sheep has uh, sheep has changed and that's all i'll say yeah i need to sit down i need to sit down and like really like Look at where they spawn. It's it's gonna be such a crapshoot sometimes. Is what you get. Alrighty, yeah. Um, we're about to where the time where we were gonna be. Uh, I don't think we'll talk too much about Ottomans here. I think we'll maybe just wrap up real quick. We'll take a quick break and then maybe we come back for extra sheep. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to talk about right now. No, nope. I'm good. All right, nope. then we'll take a quick cool. break and be back with our extra sheep. Hey, Sockton here, uh, part of the show again, where I get to chat and do some uh, just some regular news and alerts and stuff for you guys. Uh, just want to say thank you for listening. Um, we have reached a year 
Uh, as you guys heard at the beginning of this episode, I really was, I, I'm just amazed by that fact. Honestly, it's, it's been a really good, really busy year for me personally, but uh, this podcast has been a big part of that and to see its success and to see everyone um, kind of embrace the show and to have uh, someone as awesome as uh, and magical cow, having cow on our uh, show was huge for us. Uh, he's been in, involved with so many different people and different streams and tournaments. Um, he's like one of the cornerstones of the community. I think like, like really he's like one of the Reddit mods too. So he's, he is like a cornerstone of the community in many ways. Um, I am just really amazed that we got him on. I'm, we have other people we're expecting on, uh, in the future where we we're actually getting a lot of people and a lot of interest in wanting to come onto the show. So we do expect to keep having more guests, uh, more well-known guests as well. Not that anyone we've had on isn't known by any means, but like we're expecting some some bigger and bigger names, hopefully down the line as well. Uh, so thank you. You guys have been a big part of that and helping us get to this point. Uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters uh, who've helped us out. We are I have Beal uh, just today as I was editing this mentioned to me that we might be uh, there's there. I think EGC or not EGC, the Griot Barra, the Griot Barra, I think, is hosting a tournament at some point. And one of the things that might be a part of that is a. Uh, uh, and in the finals, like in one of the games in the finals, uh, I think we're going to sponsor uh, a mini competition in the final game. I believe it'll be whoever ends up scouting the most sheep will get like an extra bit of a prize pool. Uh, we don't have a ton of cash from our Patreon, but we've got enough to kind of host the podcast. We might put like I put like a hundred dollars or something to it. I don't know, like just a little extra bonus for whoever gets the most sheep and try and promote the podcast that way. Uh, so thank you to our Patreon sub- uh, subscribers. That is that money is being used to uh, fund a little bonus thing and to uh, help out and put that back into the community. Uh, we really don't spin a profit on this at all. <laughs> um, it's, it's literally just all the funds that we get are like literally going right back into the, the, the show. So thank you guys for that. And uh, thanks for helping us keep this show alive. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon, I still have uh, some stickers. I still have some uh, coasters I'm mailing out. If I run out, I'll probably just buy another pack of them and just send them out to anyone else who joins in. Uh, they're pretty nice. I usually write a little handwritten note to go with it. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate everyone who supports the podcast monetarily. Uh, on top of that, uh, if you haven't checked out the Griot Barra yet, I say it every week. Go do so. It's great. If you haven't seen Rising Empires yet, go follow them on Twitch. Go find the Discord. Join uh, the tournament. It's a lot of fun. Uh, they also they have the low elo legends for all of us plebs. And they've got the War Chief Club for those of us who like are actually going to go and win. So go check that out. It's really cool. Really awesome. Um, again, I'd like to thank uh, Magical Cow for hopping on our show he stayed up he's in europe and so he stayed up really late to be with us and i think it was like two in the morning when he finally we were finally done and he was able to hop off uh for us for me it's like in the afternoon but for him it was like two in the morning so really glad for him and, and i think Asklad had also you know had to wake up i had to get up again and stay up late and he even messaged me afterwards like i was so tired during the episode i hope i didn't like misspeak or anything came across wrong or anything like that uh but yeah, just just know that we really care about this product. Uh, we really care about this show. Um, and we're really grateful for all of you guys for supporting that. Hopefully you enjoy it as well. Uh, if you want to check out uh, the Discord and send a message to us personally, uh, we have um, I have a personal Discord for my Twitch stream, which also doubles as our podcast uh, Twitch channel. Uh, links to that are always in the description, as I've mentioned. And yeah, I think that's all I need to really mention right this minute. Um, I've said everything else tons of episodes before. If there's anything important, I'll be sure to put it in the next one. Until then, enjoy the rest of this episode, guys. Uh.
I just want to throw out one thing. Um, I've had Tim's stream up, and then for like They're still discussing after it. we came in, the, the chat was still <laughs> debating what is more BM. <laughs> just I'm, I'm like completely completely the conversation yeah. just pan over, just see like still halal, and I'm like, okay, back to back to focusing yeah. on this. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Content. You're welcome, Tim. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're back. Uh, I'm gonna leave that in, Bill. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> can't believe Tim's still. We should we should have like put this out earlier and gotten the, a list. I should have uh, released out to like the chat and gotten a list compiled earlier of like what everyone else thinks are the top bad mannered things to do. I think we covered most. Make it, of them, make it into a tier list. Make it into a tier list. Ooh, that's a good idea. Tier list. I want to. I wanted to oh, do a bracket. So today tier lists yeah. are uh, always. Oh, um, don't give me yeah. that, Askeladd. Don't give me uh, that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not that bad. You've got some outrage, You've got some outrageous opinions of your own, good sir. Just saying. Just saying. I think that the only oh, reason I mean, nobody's debating that. The only reason you wanted on this show, Askeladd, was because the tier lists were so bad. You wanted to argue them in person. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't think our tier lists were that bad. To be fair, some, oh, of, some of us are Neville's hot takes. I will say, some of us are Neville's hot takes are pretty hot, but but I don't think we were that that bad. Okay, well, you blame it on the guy who's not here. Oh, exactly, it's he so stupid. Right? Right? So, he can't defend himself. Was very do. classy. Is that BM? Is that I BM? think that is. Uh, so yeah. I, I think, think that's the core final think, BM. I think we should like put it like at like seed hmm, eleven, maybe <laughs> four. Theoretically, just just making Three. siege. I, I was tempted in our our uh, brackets of bad manners. I was tempted to put in playing Jushi as one of the bad manner things you could do. Nah, um, <laughs> that, I figured that was too far. I didn't want to offend any of our uh, our uh, lesser hey, players. Hey, Marine Lord says it's bottom five safe now, so Dude, we're fine. You can get we're fine. out of here. That is such bull grab. I yeah, just okay. My extra sheep today is that just because they're a top number whatever player does not mean their opinions are always correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they're correct for their skill level probably for, for, i mean yeah probably probably I, I actually i have been thinking about that is that a lot of these tier lists have been coming out and um they are at high levels right so it doesn't mean that every single thing they but that doesn't mean every single opinion they have is correct either i've seen a lot of their variation over different people's uh levels of what they think civs rat tier wise like beastie came out with one um a couple other guys came out with some different tier lists and it was kind of fun to see how they ranked different things because uh, some sieves are really high, some aren't. And then, of course, everyone looks at the actual win-loss ratios, and then everyone starts debating even further, and then you get those funny, like, I shouldn't post this to Reddit, but I did. Um, yeah, so my extra tip today is, uh, actually kind of on that note, was that uh, definitely don't be afraid to make your own opinions. Uh, I would definitely ta- uh, listen to the experts, but also uh, don't assume that what they say is just the end-all, be-all every time. And that includes myself. Answer Neville's and Beal and Asklad and I guess uh, I'll extend that to Cal. We're, like every, everyone's gonna, your mileage is gonna vary. Essentially, is what I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I've noticed. Well, that. I mean, certainly with those tier lists, uh, there are gonna be different tier and effectiveness levels of sieves based on the skill levels of players. Like yeah. in gold, you might have a different looking sieve tier list than uh, high level tournament settings. Very much so. Very, very much so. And that's exactly me. Like, as far as like basic game mechanics of how and what you should be doing with each Civ, they usually have a pretty good idea. That said, there's also a lot of possibly viable options that maybe just haven't been discovered yet. I think Cow's mentioned that like, China's probably going to be really big. Um, you've heard it here first. You know, I mean, like, they've always been. They've always been decent, but they've, they've been in the bottom tier for a, couple, a lot of people, you know, been saying they're bottom tier, they're bottom tier. 
but that doesn't mean I, again. Another thing I, I want to mention too is uh, playing randoms. I have noticed that even Abbasid, the lowly Abbasid, the bottom of everyone's tier list right now, um, can win. I've won some games with Abbasid. So it's it Abbasid has never gone below B tier. Really? You think? That's fine. It's just that they are not as good versus super fast aggression now. Which is and, what you're well, going to get more of their main weakness. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I said, most people cannot play effective super fast aggression, but most people also cannot defend against suboptimal early aggression. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I, I think Abbasid like is the the sieve in the game that is most volatile, depending on other sieves um, balance, basically. Hmm. And I think that's why people put it so low. I, I really do, because yeah. I think yeah. Abbasid can crush. I mean, I went uh, was in that. Oh, I was playing a couple games. So I, I had some success with them. I went actually. I used Abbasid into Ottomans and won. Or was it a Ubisoft? He relapsed. He played Ghoulams. I played Ghoulams. Yeah, I fast castled Ghoulams. I hit the timing right. It worked, you know? My, I knew that my opponent Ottoman was going to go... could have just castled faster than you and killed you. Yeah, but it was also... I was banking on him being suboptimal. He was riding the, the hype train on it, and you know, and I, I banked on it and won. You know, there's there's a lot of strats that could That's work, and point. it's dependent on your opponent. You got to remember that it's not... Sometimes I think we, like, we, we min-max things, right? We assume that our player we're going against is going to be playing at optimal levels of everything. And thankfully, we're not all playing against Beastie every single game, right? Guys, so it's, it's called RTS, real-time strategy, not strategies. It's fine to play Gulam Rush every single game. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, but my, essentially what this boils down though too is that like, even though some sieves are pretty bottom tier and some will feel more bottom tier than others, and certainly in certain matchups, it's going to feel really bad. Uh, they are still potentially viable. You aren't going to lose every single game playing Abbasid into uh, Ottomans, right? You're not going to lose every single game playing Byzantines into English. Like you will find times where you will win. doesn't mean it'll always be easy, but every sieve is at least, I will say at the very of minimums, every sieve is at least somewhat viable. So that's my extra sheep today as playing randoms has taught me that yeah, you can win. You can win with just about anything you get. You just got to learn what they can do and try your best. Yeah, I mean, you can listen to tier lists and see what they rate for the bottom tier sieves, but then you can look at win rates and be like, oh, no sieve has a 0% win rate. So, yeah, it is possible yeah, to win the recording of this podcast and find the part where you say, gonna play Abbasid and lose every single game. <laughs> and leave out the knots. And then I upload that to Reddit. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, no. oh no. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you're welcome alrighty uh, Askeladd since you're, you're, you're going to be our reddit poster guy today um, what's your extra sheep do you have one what is uh, your shaft today I wish I had played AOE this week um, you should you should start playing more I should start playing more I say that pretty much every single time yeah hop to but it then I just play like the occasional team game and pick my nose and do other <laughs> things <Your> nose. <laughs> uh let me recap. Oh, actually, I think um, I'm going to make this about other people. Uh, so uh, oh, no. I've had some interaction with uh, like newer players there. I had some uh, quick little uh, advice, not really a coaching lesson, but they were, uh, let's say they were, they were struggling. They were, they were uh, participating in some, in some uh, competitions and uh, they're still struggling, but they're they're soldiering on. Like we're we're sitting at like uh, sub fifteen percent win rates, and like apparently they're still having fun. Like I could I couldn't do that. Like I'll I'll be really if I if I was on 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 that uh, 
amount of getting beat up, I would probably just quit and do something else. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with you. This is pretty much this is pretty much what my extra sheep like. That I am I am impressed by this person, and they are they're a very nice person. Like I, we talk a little bit. Uh, yeah, Tanya, those sheep bells, man. When you hear them, it is, that mini game at the beginning of scouting is just so satisfying. Is, is it because they're playing freezing marshes every game? Is that like <laughs> keeping them up? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> also, Sorkin, play, play freezing marshes. It's a very good HRE map. It's a very good Freezing marshes is just a very good map. Prairie, actually, HRE is pretty good on Prairie, too. All those sheep in the gold right there. That is a, that is a good map for that. Yeah, we just had a game, a uh, little show match on Frisian Marshes. Yeah, we Random did. Sip. Yeah, you, oh man, I'm Pretty so fun. mad I didn't get that wall up, dude. You, you yeah. got those Speaking wall of, those like, in. DM things, like, yeah. Stuck a scout <laughs> wall. Yeah, but he, but he did. He put the scout in my wall. Yeah. 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 Fun uh, times. Too good. Too good. Uh, Beal, do you have an extra sheep? Yeah, I was thinking, um, we did talk about Rebaldquins earlier. I uh, just, because when I was casting Lel, this weekend there there was a hype uh attack against hre this japanese player had two rebaldequins and just absolutely shredded through the hre infantry oh. and it's they are such a rare unit at least uh for me like i rarely see them that's they're, they're them yeah they, they are very rare units they're like, yeah. the only thing that's more rare than that would be like a siege tower yeah True. But in in that one stream, he's, he's playing a siege tower meta now. <laughs> <laughs> in that one spe- specific instance, uh, going Rebaldequins was and being able to defend them was absolutely the right call because HRE had no archers and their infantry just deleted in just a matter of seconds. It was beautiful, beautiful to watch. So if you're uh, if you're playing against a sieve or someone who hasn't built any sort of range, and you've got Rebaldequins, it it's pretty fun. It's uh, really satisfying. I've got a question. Um, if because I'm thinking against Japanese, a Rebaldequin would be killer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the, my question is about it's deflection. Very satisfying. Though. Does that deflection stop the entire shot? No, siege is not affected. Siege is not affected by. Their deflection. I think it yep. yeah, that might be affected because they're targeted. I'm not sure, but Mango is uh, not, and like Rebaldicon is also AOE. So because I'm not gonna make Rebaldicons if they're gonna tank that shot and then surround it and still get a shot on it, because then they could just get to it. But if it does, if it's Japanese that, armies with Rebaldicons, it works. Okay, okay. Because that was my thought. I was like, that'd be really satisfying in Imperial Age. Like I, I'm thinking about a game I just played. Right. Wait, Abbasid doesn't have Rebaldicons, does it? Dang it. No, they're they, they really they don't. They only they have really, calls. They really should give every siege unit to every unit. Uh, except minus the great bombard, of course. Like obviously certain civs should have unique siege, but I think those two are like Recolverance and Rebaldequins seem like basic siege units. It seems weird not it's like not having a Manganel or not having a RAM. That, that's yep, really yeah, odd. it is it one of those should. odd design decisions that goes against like the AoE two versus AoE four philosophy, where AoE two would lose like certain basic unit upgrades depending on which sieve you're picking, where AoE 4, you know you always have those core mm-hmm. uh, spears, men-at-arms, um, or their alternates. Sort. Yeah. yeah, or the, or, or the like, alternates, or yeah. Because like, having like the traction yeah. treb for uh, Mongols is okay, because it's still essentially the same thing. Having Nesta Bees over a Manganel is okay, because it functions 
effectively the same. Uh, but not having a Rivaldo like that, that's a huge gap you're just missing. Like I'm, I'm thinking back to the game I lost with Abbasid into uh, Japanese. Man, a Rivaldo would have shredded. That's exactly what I could have used. I didn't have one, so uh, hmm, that sucks. Wish I'd had that. Um, I will ask Cow. Uh, you know, if you don't have one, that's okay. But if you have any final thought that you have as an extra sheep, you could offer us. Avoid any Twitch channel where I'm a mod. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was like, man, okay, I gotta. You can no longer watch AoE Twitch. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's all of them except for like. I was like, I need, I need to make you a mod except on my, my channel, channel. Just because I'm, I'm gonna do it just because now. <laughs> oh. um, Cal, thank you so much for joining us and for spending three whole hours of your life uh, chatting with us about AoE Four. We've really enjoyed having you on. Uh, really loved the insights about the production and how that goes into play for the tournaments. And I enjoyed having you on for our uh, our bracket as well. That was a ton of fun. So thank you for yeah, taking thanks the time. A lot for, uh, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. And that with that, I think we conclude our episode. This has been the Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast. We have more guests coming on in the future. I think like we're finally at the point where we're starting to kind of get through and get people on. And I'm really excited about that. So expect that more in the future. Um, until then, I guess I guess we'll call it there. Uh, Beal, ask glad. Thanks for being here as always. Yeah, good to be here. We're fun. We're fun. Yeah, sometimes, you know. We're not making awful tier lists for you. All right. Well, I can, I can stop those now, or I can be part of them. <laughs> you, you, you've, you, no, you, you've joined the you've joined the madness. You have become one of us. Uh, the sheep overlords have, have deemed it so. Uh, uh, I need to leave. <laughs> with that, so do the rest of us. Have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you guys in two weeks.